What up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Dama Nerds. We are the host. My name is MJ. I'm accompanied by my buddy Rod from the Terra Squad. It is Sunday, September eighth, the twelfth year of the fucking Sander. In my time, JPT, Japan time. It is eight a.m. 8.41 a.m. to be precise. What time is it? And how you doing, Rod? Hey, what up, MJ? Uh, we're hanging out over here. It is 4.42 p.m. in the afternoon Ooh. here in sunny Vancouver, Canada. <clears throat> nice. Hanging out. And, you know, I just got back here from my year in Japan. Settled back in, getting back yeah. in my bedroom, getting making some damas again, all that shit. Yeah, and, yeah, sleeping so, you know, in bed. We had beds. To do a little Van Jam recap because we had Van Jam, so we brought some special guests for today. Well, what? And uh, none other than the Alex Smith. Yes. Yeah. What's up? Who? It's Alex. I'm here. And those <laughs> of you who know Alex, usually where Alex goes. Kristen follows. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean it like that. That sounded weird. Not like that. It meant you'd probably have met her because <laughs> she's always around yes. as well. That sounded way better in my head before I said it. My apologies. Anyways, welcome to the show, Kristen. Hey. Kristen. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yeah. It is episode one nine. Hopefully, everyone's excited for this one. Yet yeah, we got two awesome guests, Alex, Kristen are, are in. Official Dominard territory, and uh, thanks for coming yeah. on the show, guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm stoked. Yeah, uh, right. I've listened to almost all of them. I gotta like do a little bit of catch up, but it's it's cool stuff, man. I'm stoked to be on it. So, all right, that's no, that's yeah, really yeah. awesome to hear, especially you know coming from uh, one of the pioneers of the Kenjama podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you dig real deep, you can find Dama Talk. Um, yeah, episode one, they, they Keith were, Matsumura. Yeah, there's one with Keith. Uh, I think there's one with Jake that got released. Maybe there was one or two that I tried to do soon after that, that we had so many technical problems. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. that, that was honestly part of the reason it died. We just It was very frustrating. I recorded with Jake like two or three times. And the oh, first time, whoa. like he was recording and his computer just froze right when we were both like, mm-hmm. okay, that's pretty much it. And so we lost the entire, like, his half of the recording. Um, and it was just, it was like things like that over and over. Uh, yeah. We kind of rebooted it a little bit years later. There's like two or three more episodes. Oh, no um, shit. So if you go search, yeah, yeah, there's a few on SoundCloud if you hunt them down. Oh, but, okay, okay. But, yeah, I, I dropped the ball, so I'm glad you guys are rolling. <laughs> we <laughs> like, found it. We found that shit ball. Polished <laughs> it up. <laughs> we found that shit. And picked it up. You know, and fucking put a hole in it, attached a string to it, g- grabbed one of uh, Rod's damas that he turned, his cans, and we just fucking put it on that shit. Yeah, yeah. man, made the best of it. Jamming it yeah. out. And we're just swinging that thing around. <laughs> but, but Alex, no, you know that, that um, you know, the, it comes with the territory, you know, recording, using all this tech, trying to get something made, because Rod and I, like, without fail, no. pretty much every episode, there's been some speed bump that something. has hit us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I, I believe it fully. Yeah. Anybody who's yeah. ever tried to record something, whether it be audio or even Kendama edits, Video. if you do it enough, something goes wrong one day and you lose like, right. your your glorious clip. It's gone. Gone. And everybody knows that feeling. Yeah. It's, yeah. It comes with it. Yes. Exactly. And the risks are heightened even more with us being in different countries and shit, using multiple <laughs> computers, multiple devices. Oh, my God. 
If only you guys could see the setup right now. <laughs> oh, we have we have so much technology. We're, oh, we do. We have redundancy over here. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna make this episode happen we have for certain. Multiple laptops, multiple phones, mm-hmm. multiple headphones. Oh yeah, we we're loaded over here. <laughs> Rock the ready to go. So I actually want to open it up with uh with with some some old tales of yore, and I want to know because I never really asked. Rod, or maybe I did. Maybe I got some information, but maybe a lot of people don't know. How did the Smith and the Ansel meet? <laughs> oh man, because uh, because like, as it's you know, pre Dama. Oh, pre Dama. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it's pre Dama. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even remember like the first time would have been. We both played in bands. It would have been at a show. When yeah, we it probably would have been a show. Okay. And probably we, yeah. like at Brett's at a party after or something mm-hmm. too, hanging out. It sounds about right. What is this? You guys uh, yeah, are like Rod and I 16? both played in super, uh, yeah, probably like teenage years. Older, older than that. that. Older yeah. than that. Probably like 18. Yeah. yeah. We were buying our own beers, but in Alberta, 18 <laughs> is the drinking age. Yeah. So. Yeah. I was about to say legally, okay, 18 is the drinking age over there? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Holy Once you're 18, shit. you're just, you're an adult. You can do all the adult stuff now. It's fine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oh Canada, damn! But oh, but Vancouver, Canada. Vancouver's nineteen, so. Oh, but that's just a year. You get an extra year of child yeah. out. <laughs> okay, so you're at a show, uh, possibly. Yeah, so probably uh, our bands played together yeah, a we, bunch we of times. We played together a lot. All right, we so in some yeah. super cool metalcore bands, mid two thousands. Nice, nice. The, the peak of music. Oh yeah. We got to hear uh, those band names. Cool. What were the names of the bands? There's a bunch. Yeah. Uh, well, the ones the, you were the one in. I played in. Yeah. The one I played in for a while was Vespertine Battle Scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And then after that was a kind of like alt math rock kind of band called Gazelle. It was also pretty cool. Nice from Africa. Rod. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Well, back in those days, I would have still been in Labella, Labella Vendetta. We, ne- we never <laughs> played with Labella though. I think we did. Ah, I'm the pretty be- sure we did it. At hold on, hold on. That should that does that translate to like the beautiful vendetta, something like that, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> a beautiful revenge or some shit, right? Anyone mid two thousands? It was sick. There's a video if you search on YouTube. There's like a little music video thing that our homie put together of a show one time. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Okay, that so was it like love at first sight, or were you like both like, yo, <laughs> I don't know about that dude with the dreadlocks, or like small dreadlocks no, at that time? I didn't even have dreads. This is, yeah. this is before I had there dreads. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I had uh, big, long, dirty, curly, black, dyed black hair. Honestly, it, <laughs> it, it kind of was like, between our bands, like we definitely hit it off. Like, just kind of like the whole group became homies pretty quick. Okay, okay, nice. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we used to hang... Pretty good. I guess after like a year or two, you moved to Calgary. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. We still got to like play together, jam out a lot. But yeah, then that totally, was about yeah. the time we started playing Dama. It, it was, yeah. Like about then. Because Kristen was living in Calgary also. Yeah. So you yeah, were coming down to visit. Like four or five blocks away from you. I wasn't that far. Although, exactly. for the record, if you back it way up, before I knew Kristen or Rod, they actually met once. Oh, it was yeah. like 
teenagers. Oh, yeah, because Rod was, <laughs> like, junior high dating one of my really good friends at the time. So Whoa. I met Rod not only before he was pre-dreads, but before he even had long hair. Or, he was or... still wearing, like, a Che Guevara hat and had two lip rings and, like, short curly hair. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've known Rod a long time. <laughs> Whoa. That goes deep there. Yeah. yeah. We went to the water park together. We were, like... Oh, we oh shit. We did. That's, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you know yeah, bonds oh yeah. that's when my you little know, brother came right? yeah oh yeah, yeah i met brian yeah, for I sure remember that. oh man yeah. <laughs> that only that only deepen deepens bonds when you meet somebody's right. family and then like you get to know them better but dude when you go to a water park with somebody and see them half naked <laughs> like the, the whole day park. that's deep hell yeah oh yeah that's why people love you know the or or hate the onsen thing here in japan because it's like uh. you're getting real intimate you're going full buck naked with each other <laughs> as intimate as she gets oh yeah yeah so that's intense but uh but but so, so you guys your bands had played a show together yeah i think at one point uh i think the point we like started really hanging out was when uh i like filled in for you on that tour yeah yeah there was uh i guess uh did was it Open Eyes went on that tour? Yes. You played for them as well? Not Open Eyes. They I, they were on the tour, but it was Vespertine, Open Eyes, and then The, f- the Fortunate. Fortunate. And, and I ended up playing bass in The yeah, Fortunate okay. as well. Yeah, okay, sorry. But yeah, long story short, uh, <laughs> there was my band did a tour um, like kind of across Eastern Canada. Yeah. And I couldn't go. Uh, so Rod had, I don't know, been around us a bunch, like knew the songs, shreds bass, and so he like learned them better like well enough to play it and he sent it on the tour and he, <laughs> oh, ended up, and he ended up playing bass for like the headlining band on the tour too so he was pulling double duty oh man <laughs> did you get yeah, one of those double like neck bases rod <laughs> no <laughs> I, I wish man both at once yeah, yeah i'm not that good <laughs> uh no so yeah i guess like that's probably when we started hanging more and then yeah. once like you were in calgary and i would be driving down to like see Kristen and then like the homies mm-hmm. And so that was about the time we started playing Kendama, and so then we were just hanging out, jamming Dama, too. Yeah. Who, who was the one that had the Dama first? Or you, you didn't both have it at the same time, be like, whoa, you got no, one of these crazy no, things, no, like, no, whoa! Like, about, like, yeah, two or three months or something before me and Eric, or maybe yeah, a little more? I, I found it, I mean, I knew what it was for a good while, like, some friends of mine who were big into skiing saw it in, like, the skiing video. Um, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Kind of ski porn, I think, was maybe yep. the, the video. Yes. Um, but they had one online, and then a while later, me and friends, so we knew what it was, uh, but we just saw one in like a Japanese booth at this local festival. Oh, okay. Uh, so we bought them, and then that buddy of mine also knows Rod, and I think he kind of showed, like Brett kind of showed you guys, right? Yeah, Brett did, yeah. Yeah, so they found it like pretty quick after, and then <laughs> it was it was like about a year of us playing like pretty mellow, just like here and there a little bit. And yeah, then yeah. after that, like we kind of got more down and... I don't know, held like some of the KE contests and stuff is when yeah. I picked up a little bit more. Yeah. yeah there you go. KE. Kendama Edmonton. That's something that like, I think a lot of people maybe have heard of. Just like whispers. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. depending depending on where you're living, yeah. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people now probably have no idea. Like oh, uh, not. I, I've had a lot of people now, I mean not mm-hmm. as recently because it's been out a while, but maybe like a year or two ago with my pro model that had the KE logo on it. Right, right. Uh, like a lot of people approached me with like no idea what it was. Yeah. Um, so 
Yeah, okay, you know, it's getting it's getting old now. Gotta So so for all the listeners who I don't even are, know who are totally go out the of the listeners, loop. yeah, go find it. Go find it. There's some good KE edits. <laughs> some homework for the nerds. Yeah. <laughs> homework for the nerds. Do you have so how many edits do you have up there? Are they full edits? Are they like spotlights like of one person? Is there yeah, I think there there's is thirteen. 13. I don't think there's there's yeah. thirteen like kind of full edits. They're called mini edits, but but they're more or less full. But they're, some of them are like 10 minutes long. Think, so. <laughs> oh, shit. So what would a full edit be for you guys? Like a 30-minute jam? I mean, uh, we never made a full edit. <laughs> yeah. We made mini-edits. Honestly, like, uh, when we started, we kind of had this plan to make, like, a little bit of a longer yeah. know, video. Yeah. Uh, and the first couple edits were maybe, like, three, four minutes. I don't know. Uh, and we called them mini-edits. And I think it was Jake Weens, like, before I ever met him, oh. he had the Ken Garden blog. And he posted one of them on the Ken Garden blog. Uh, oh, you know what? I, I remember it was mini edit four because we bought a hundred OG Uzoras straight from Uzora. Yeah. Like we imported them and yeah. then just like sold them to our friends um, for like cheap. It was like 20 bucks to our friends or 25 bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just to like spread damas and get them to everybody's so everybody could jam. And so we had this video where at the start of it, we make a trail of a hundred damas like through the house. And it's, I don't know, it's cool. Like, check it out. Uh, <laughs> a trail? The tricks are, like, super mediocre now. <laughs> this is, like, beginner stuff by today's standards. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, Back then, it was sweet. Uh, but, yeah, so Jake reposted it because it was, like, a ton of damas in this video. And right. he made this joke, uh, like, in his post being, like, I don't know why these guys call it a mini edit. Like, it's, <laughs> you know, a few minutes long. It's not that mini. You got, like, a yeah. hundred damas on the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so then me, I was kind of like, oh, like, Jake's trying to call me out. So just troll jake i'm gonna call all of them a mini edit now and so that's, that's pretty much the reason and i mean and just the continuity started, there were already mini edits and we yeah. were just like all right they're getting longer but they're still mini edits right right right, right. <laughs> I, don't oh. think the, I don't think the full length is ever coming at this point but whoa okay okay so maybe that one that's a good homework uh, assignment for everyone hell Ken, yeah it is yeah, yeah, mini, edit mini edit four I mean, like uh, some of the better tricks and like cinematography and stuff comes in around like nine. Six, no, seven. Yeah, yeah, seven those ones get eight. better. Mm. Yeah, we upgraded camera gear pretty heavily oh, at yeah. number seven. Yeah, yeah. Is that the Brett's cabin of it? Uh, is that one twelve? That one's seven or eight. Mm. That yeah. one's one of my favorite ones. Yeah, yeah there's a, a few. One. There's a few. Some yeah, of you... some of the old uh, the like Kendama Edmonton contests we did. There was like oh, yeah. five of them maybe, um, and there's some good footage in a few of those edits from yeah. some of those battles that. Oh yeah. They were pretty good. Like, there were a Kendama contest, but we did it at our friend's place. Um, like, a brewery sponsored it, so we got a couple kegs of beer. Yeah. We had an art show going on, <laughs> oh, like yeah. in dude's wow. living room. Wow. There was a show in the like once the sun went down, we couldn't play Dama outside. There was like three or four bands played in the basement and hey. Brett had just bought this house and like moved in. And right. so he just bought a ton of paint markers oh, and all yeah, like I just every type that. of marking thing you could think of. And during the show, everybody just had free range oh, on the, like, house? the basement walls. Oh, yeah. my. Oh, just, just man. Just like the basement just room. Because the, the basement was kind of like this one big room that was Brett's like a career musician. So it was just instruments everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And then the room next to that was like his bedroom slash recording studio. And so that main room, you could just like anything you wanted and so for the rest of the time he was in that house it was like the basement was just covered in art like it was super cool do you think that was a good idea he made or a bad one letting everyone and anyone draw whatever <laughs> on his great. wall no Depends honestly on it was pretty good like yeah. uh it was really sick it really yeah? flipped the space like it wasn't really like good, destructive good. 
Yeah. No, everybody was pretty chill about it, actually. Yeah. yeah. There weren't a lot of just like. Well, I mean, no, it was like it was mostly really tasteful. Cool and you're all, yeah. you're all, you're all Canadians. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> probably, if that there happened, were some foreigners at that party, but I feel okay. But I feel like Canadians, yeah, you know, <laughs> if that happened in the states, like someone would be like, there would be a group of assholes because there's always a group of assholes in any community in the states or any party <laughs> you go to that's just gonna start trouble for 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 nothing. There deep yeah. be, I mean, be like, holes that, in the walls and shits. That could exist here, I guess, but I don't know, not as much in our like group. Exactly. Of yeah, it yeah. does. It doesn't. Yeah. From my whole life, happen, all so. the Canadians I've met, all the coolest people. Just saying. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Just saying. We just we oh, just yeah. try to do nice things, I guess. Yeah. You know, make make art in the homie's basement. Don't mm-hmm. kick his walls in. Right, yeah, yeah. He invited us over. <laughs> just fucking be nice, eh? Right? <laughs> be nice, eh? So so that's yeah, that's something. Funny story, Brett ended up selling that house. I'm pretty <laughs> sure as is. I don't think he even painted the walls or anything. Oh, no. <laughs> it was no, a mystery. No, probably didn't. I mean, to be history fair, like on one that. coat of paint and that's taken care of. But yeah, that's, I feel that's like pretty funny if he didn't paint it. A before. couple coats of paint. <laughs> There's there was some thick lines on those walls. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <true. laughs> so K- so Ke that that group that you made. Who was the mastermind behind that? Who was or was it a group effort uh, of like hey let's was, do this let's have a meetup there was before like K- kendama edmonton like ke we actually had a different thing called the uka yeah uh which Ooh. was just the university kendama association oh uh, yeah. yeah we were very <laughs> uh so we figured out we could start a club at the university and for starting a club we got a bunch of sweet perks like if you were a club executive um, and we just got an excuse to organize times for like the friends to all meet up and play Kendama in between oh, classes okay, or okay. whatever if we had a break. Uh, so yeah, we started the UKA, um, which was like the first couple of battles. And then, I mean, honestly, eventually we figured out um, if you wanted to host a university club event where you could serve beer, there was a bunch of kind of extra stuff you had to do. Like you had to do like a safe serve course and get a liquor license, get a liquor license yeah. and kind of do it like super legit, which, you know, fair enough. Uh, but for us, like pretty much everybody was just our friends. And so we were like, if we could just go to our friend's house and have a party, otherwise we don't have to do all that stuff. And like, we're responsible adults. We can just do this. Um, so at that point, like we couldn't call it a UKA thing because oh, okay. we would have to do all the stuff. And so that's kind of how Kendama Edmonton was born. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we eventually like made an edit kind of around the same time too. And we wanted like a name for it. And so we just kind of swapped from being like UKA and like running our Kendama stuff kind of under that to just being Kendama Edmonton and kind of ditching the university mm-hmm. club as much, I guess. Yeah. 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 Oh, uh, so that's, yeah. That's kind of like how we started doing contests and everything like that as well. Okay. okay. Uh, I mean, honestly, like, again, like looking at stuff online, like Jake's Ken garden stuff, yeah um we just thought it was like super cool that he was holding these little contests and right 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 yeah you know just making it look sweet we yeah wanted to be as cool oh, yeah. as weens <laughs> <laughs> right right well i think at that time they him and uh rice were you know going to uh um visual arts college or you know something for filming yeah, directing yeah. and stuff so <laughs> they definitely incorporated that stuff i remember a few of the the videos of them just showcasing the the trick list or whatever you know, yeah, Ken Garden, totally. yeah, yeah, and then like just like slaying tricks on the uh, on the trains and like different yeah. air, different places, but definitely the visuals I mean, were if, something. Hell yeah! 
if, if you hunt around the Kendama Edmonton YouTube channel, um, there's a bunch of mini edits like we mentioned, but uh, there's also a bunch of just other stuff on it. And there's literally videos that are exactly that of just like, here's the trick ladder for like beginner, intermediate, advanced for like next week's <laughs> contest or whatever. There's, there's a bunch of those that are pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they're not like good edits, but they're like good as far as being pieces of Kendama history, I guess. Oh, yeah. If most kids go watch that now, they'd just be like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> around the world? Around USA? Yeah. This guy's garbage. Yeah. But, but come on, I, I think there's a, there's a good amount of uh, young generation slayers who maybe aren't as consistent on those basic tricks, you know? Oh, totally. You're probably right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's, that's always been like one kind of thing you notice. With, uh, like, it's nothing like bad, like nothing against it. It's just how it is. But with like newer players. Yeah, yeah every generation like people come in and they they want to like they get some of the basic stuff down and then they want to learn the hard tricks mm-hmm. and right. so it's funny because you always meet dudes who've been playing or not just dudes but, you know you meet people who've been playing for a while that they can do some kind of hard tricks but then you do like a round bird or something that's kind of like yeah something yeah, that like most kind of yeah. long time yeah. players have honed yeah. and they just don't have a hope <laughs> of like getting something like that yeah, so right right the first one kind of thing yeah mm-hmm. but uh yeah, I mean, back in the day, the, the tricks weren't crazy, so you had no choice but to just hone like yeah. the more basic stuff right from the start. No, the basic right. stuff was the crazy stuff back in the day, man. Oh, that's just it. Yeah. I remember you saying that you were going to quit the second that you landed Lunar, because that was it. Yeah. Oh, no yeah, shit. I, I mean, beyond that. Legit. No, that was le- that, that's legit. That was the pinnacle. Me and Ben both, like, we had this conversation. Like, yeah. When one of us does lunar, like there's nothing else. What are we gonna do? That's it. Yeah, you've climbed. <laughs> we know that that's <laughs> you've climbed Mount Everest. Like that's it's it. Yeah, we had like a TK16 with the slipperiest paint ever, <laughs> just struggling. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, dude, it was good man. So you you said you bought like a hundred um, pajamas from the Ozora place, yeah, Yamagata right. Kobo. Did you get any lucky paints? Because I've had a few friends here in Japan who are like hardcore JKA people and they have a few damas, normal Ozoras, but the paint turns into this weird, like grippy thing. And they're like old paint. Yeah. I mean, back at that point, it, it was like the OG, like when people say OG Ozora, like that's kind of what it refers to is yeah. that old generation of paint. Um, yeah, yeah. They eventually, they switched their formula eventually because, uh, they started to export a bunch of kendamas to the U.S. because the U.S. market started to grow, and there was a recall on on Uzora kendamas and I think some Shinfujis too, mm-hmm. uh, because they used a type of paint that wasn't allowed in children's toys in the U.S. Right, um, and so that's that's the point where Uzora like totally switched their formula, and like that's when the yellow Uzora came out. Uh, so like yellows are not OG Uzoras, like technically, yeah, um, not true OG, that, that old like second yeah. generation OG. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what does OG mean at this point? The almost OG. Yeah, yeah. but but that that older paint was like the best paint of the day. Like, uh, it was it like had like a grip. Like when we got the, I, we bought yellow Zoras when they first dropped. Like the first time a Japanese site put them up, I bought it like the first day because we were deep Dama nerds and we wanted it first. Yeah, <laughs> and me and Ben both got one, and they showed up like five days later. We were so hyped. Like, we legit, we're probably some of the first people in North America to get them. Yeah, and we were so bummed. It was like mine, like that was before weight matching was even remotely a thing, and I still remember just being like, "Whoa!" Like the Tama was like crazy heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like super noticeable um, to the point where 
these days people would probably barf if they like held these two things in their hands <laughs> right like 30 grams and or at least right, like an article on like, line saying yeah, crying yeah, about exactly. it you know I'm going on FKC. I'm gonna tell everybody. Yeah. No. Uh, but and they were just like the paint was different. Like they were slippery. Like the OG Azoras. Yeah. If you kind of put it in the cup and just like rubbed it around a bit, it would kind of just mm. like the, the paint would come off into the cup a little bit, yeah. and it would yes. get this nice yes. grippy thing going between them. And the new ones didn't do that at all. Yeah. Like it was just it and was kind of like that a... right. If you did that right, it wouldn't come apart. It would just stick there. You could hold it like upside down, and it would still stick there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it was it was it was like it was crushing when they came out with the yellows. <laughs> oh, man. I mean legit, I went on the Japanese sites, I still have a box and just bought uh I can't even remember, I bought like ten or fifteen of the OG greens. Yeah. And then the Japanese website emailed me and was like, Oh sorry, like our stock count's all messed up. We only have like three. <laughs> and I was so sad. So in the end I bought out all of like the OG greens they had, and then all of the green tower ball, and all of the green like five cup, like all the weird Uzora kandamas from like okay, a decade okay. ago. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. I just literally bought like every green one they had, ball. and then just a bunch of natty Uzoras oh, too. Word. <laughs> so I still have a box of greens that when I'm like 50 years old, I'm gonna just pop open a fresh green and be like, <laughs> "This was kandama." Oh man, <laughs> back in the day. Have a good, wholesome JK experience. Hopefully, it still lasts up. You know, like, have you yeah. ever had like rubber, like a rubber band that you put outside yeah, honestly, for like five years and you go back and you're like, yeah, oh, there's yeah. this thing and it just disintegrates? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, I hope not. Like, the paint's just falling off. Oh, man. <laughs> Although, the thing is, some of those OG Uzoras do get very eggy. Yes. Like, yes, yeah. they do. So, I, I remember looking a while ago and one of the like OGs I have stuffed in a box that's still in package was definitely pretty egged out. Um, but that's just, just how Domas were back in the day. Like, yeah, yeah. Quality totally. control was a lot more slack. Yeah. yeah. We didn't even think about those things back in the day. There was no thought even put into that. It's just like, yeah. oh yeah, because this one's just no, good. Just... No one demanded it. No exactly. one cared yeah, about yeah. that kind of stuff at that time. It so wasn't there, there wasn't yet. any need to have, you know, Domas made to spec, that kind of spec because no one asked for that spec. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right, and same with like the the difference of the weight matching stuff and mm -hmm. Tama being heavier. It's like throwing tricks weren't so popular for JKA, so like it doesn't matter. You don't need it to be matched to just swing up to bird or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, exactly. Although, I mean, like honestly, like Uzora seems pretty on point. I think uh, like the Mugens were kind of the same. Um, they were always beechwood Kens with cherrywood Tamas. Yes, which is pretty yes. smart because the Tama has more volume, so the cherry wood's a little bit lighter, so you kind of get the same mass, uh, and the cherry wood's softer too, so then your spike doesn't get as beat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Like, the, you know, the, the Japanese manufacturers they had some of like that tech production mm -hmm. stuff That's dialed true. in. It's just now it, people are like particular in much deeper yeah. kind of ways. Do you think that uh, that's pretty weird? Because I think no one else has done that, right? In any other. Um, Kendama company, or at least, you know, towards the beginning when <laughs> Kendama USA and Sweets was starting, there was yeah. no, I mean, it was just, yeah, right? Iwata-san, when he was creating his Musos or his Mugens, mm -hmm. that he would do the same thing, Beach Ken, Cherry, Tama. Yeah, I wonder, I don't, because I don't think the kind of 90s JK Damas were like that. Mm, I don't know. I don't think oh, really? Are. I have a couple of 90s. Like, I have a... There's like Fuji's and Sakura's, and I think they're just, just straight beach. 
some of them are beach. I have a Sakura one, like a full cherry wood. Mm. Um, but I don't think they use like two different for Ken and Tama. Yeah, I don't know. Not that I've seen. So that might have been that might have been something that like I water brought to the game, honestly. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! You'd have to ask him. He might know. Oh man, yeah, I don't know because because yeah because those old school ones. I'm, I don't have too many of them, but when I was getting more into Tama, yeah, they were all the, the Tamas were all cherry. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> a lot of the JKA brands did that. Yeah, um, and actually, like this is this is kind of a funny story. Um, the Kendama USA like pro models, the first batch, um, like Jeremy, like that runs Kendama USA, like understood the idea behind using like cherry wood for the Thomas. Okay. Uh, and so he asked, like, as far as I understand the story, he asked like the production factory to get cherry wood to make the Thomas for the pro models. And so the very first batch of Kendama USA pro mods is like Beechwood Kens with what the factory called cherry wood, <laughs> which was really babinga, which is like Brazilian cherry, like very use, like loosely. That's kind yeah. of like a misname for it, but it's kind of a name for it. <laughs> And as far as I can tell in China, when they, like, don't really know what the wood is, they just call it cherry wood to some extent. Because, <laughs> um, like, when I visited the factory and we were looking at this piece of wood and they were like, oh, that's red cherry. And I was kind of looking at it and it was like, oh, this is paddock. Oh, not, man. Like, that's not cherry wood. You know, like, not, not loosely. Like, yeah, it's red, but that's as far as their their description was correct. Um, so, anyway, so Jeremy, ordered, like, the first batch of these Kusa Promods were Beechwood Ken with this cherry wood tama Whoa. but babinga is like super heavy yeah yeah and so like that was one of the, the turning points i feel like where players really realize that like some you know not everybody really cares that much but some players now like are like oh weight matching is a thing because like most of those tamas were probably 20 grams heavier than those cans <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it was like we like i think you know the batch of damas arrived and everyone was kind of like whoa <laughs> This is not quite what we want. And so yeah. they, they later did like the full cherry wood, like the full babinga cans, yeah. which are actually like pretty sweet. They're like, pretty legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like one of the first like really heavy kind of weird wood kendamas mm-hmm. that was available on the mass market. Yeah. Uh, like those things were sick back in the day. Hell yeah. Uh, and then Mine the next. like the Ozora stuff. But yeah. Uh, like which one? Like Kayakis and like. Yeah. Like the babinga. Kayakis still kind of like normal weight range though yeah like, the bubinga's heavier in no a way that's that true wasn't the, really... the heavy stuff yeah i yeah. guess they didn't make the ebony's until later either no yeah the like, enju's like, some uh, of the enju tamas are heavy my enju tamas are a little heavy sick, yeah 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 some of them were a little lighter but they were definitely more on the heavy side mm-hmm. um so that answers the question uh, because yeah, so that was i i so that's so anyway sorry to finish that story real quick yeah, the yeah, next yeah. generation of like the kendami say pro mods were full beach and then like a full cherry wood. <laughs> they didn't oh, make right, the mistake right, of mixing yep. again. Because that was yeah. just, you know, you, you learn. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that answers translation. right the whole cherry <laughs> thing. Because I remember seeing those, what was it, the 2013 models? Yeah, that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, maybe when, no, that would have been... When, well, when, when I started seeing them. So, so it was after the first set. It was the, uh, the animal, spirit animal ones that I saw first. Yeah. So those were the ones that had like the proper like beach beach cherry cherry yeah whatever, yeah, yeah yeah so I saw the cherry um, and I remember seeing it I'm like in Japan I'm like this is like really heavy and like and the the color looks different than the cherry Thomas that I have in my Ozoras I'm like I don't think this is like the same cherry 
I'm like, <laughs> maybe it's like cherry, like a cherry bush tree in America, and that's what they call cherry. <laughs> and then in Japan, it's just lost in translation, but it should be like sakura. It's like cherry blossom tree. <laughs> I'm like, and that's yeah. why it's different. But it's like, no, the Chinese manufacturer is just lazy with naming their woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. It's there's. There's a little bit lost in translation here and there. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's funny how like these little things kind of persist, you know, turn into now everybody just knows that is like the Cherrywood Kendama <laughs> USA, whatever. Well now, hopefully some of the nerds will know if you hear about a Kendama and has cherry wood, don't believe shit. You don't know what kind of wood that is. <laughs> it's gonna be black I'm... cherry, white cherry, red cherry. And I mean that's, that's purple not even cherry. Just cherry. Like it, there's there's a lot of wood names that are like a very kind of generously used, like rosewood. Oh yeah, yeah. Like a very kind of wide-reaching term. Like the Ooh. true rosewoods come from the uh, the genus Delbergia. Ooh. Um, so no any, any Delbergia species? Yeah. That's one of the that's one of the few like uh, wood scientific names I know. I'm not like an encyclopedia for this. <laughs> I need uh, to get yeah, that one out. Any, any species in Delbergia is like a true rosewood. But there's a lot of other stuff that's just kind of slapped with this rosewood term that's, you know. Because it no... It just smell really it, nice. it is what it is, but... <laughs> I, mean, probably, I mean, that's, that's the thing. The true rosewoods, when you cut them and work with them, they smell really nice. Like, the name comes oh. from the actual yeah. smell of the wood when you're working with it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, rosewoods like that. There's, like, cherries like that with a name. Even ebony is, like, mm-hmm. not super loose, but there's a couple... I don't know, kind of weird, cheaper ebonies and things. Yeah. Oh, man. Ebony. Yeah, there's been some weird ebony kendamas that I've seen. Yeah, dude. Oh, what's up with those bamboo ones? Why are some bamboos like, is it like shredded bamboo and like, like almost like a corrugated board that's like, just the like really heavy packed one? together? Yeah. And they look oh, yeah, disgusting. Yeah. yeah. That's a different type of bamboo, right? Yeah. I mean, like if you think about what a bamboo plant looks like like it's not like a tree with like a solid trunk yeah yeah um so the way they make any bamboo i mean there is... it's grass it's a part it's a it's in the grass family yeah from what I, think, I've heard. I think so yeah it's not a tree mm-hmm. yeah so they, they have to process it to get you know like a block of it um yeah and I, i've never seen the process it's probably kind of cool to see but you know somewhere or another they kind of i don't know split it flatten it right 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 laminate layers of it uh a lot of the time like with kendamas you see each layer kind of being a little bit of a different color. Like right, right. Alternating. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that That's literally just done for aesthetics. Um, mm-hmm. Like they can just, you know, treat some of it to darken it up. Um, and then they just make it alternating because people like how that looks. Right. I think I remember the uh, the Bray mod, his superhero mod, when he released the bamboo one, he didn't have that alternative color. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So he, I think Wyatt specifically oh, requested yeah. just the darker uh yeah. cut only um, yeah but then the stuff you're talking about that's like the super hard press from like kenko uh, kenko's old yeah school, yeah like, kenko had yeah. some soul had some of those mm-hmm. uh those are crazy those are super heavy they're super right. fun but yeah those things i think they're probably just are, filled with glue <laughs> yeah yeah it's the, all that <laughs> weight comes from the glue like i think it's kind of the scrap bamboo like just chunks that they yeah. press super hard with a ton of glue yeah and then you get this behemoth of a kendama oh man <laughs> like those things i have one i think this the small one i have is like a oh, whoa, like 120 or 130 grams like oh, per half man yeah it's super heavy 
Like, just straight up glue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. All right. Well, th- that's that's a lot of... Uh, we went in hard right now, Dama Nerds. Yeah, we're going on we're to 30, tangents. 36 <laughs> minutes tangents. into it, we learned the the bond between Alex and Kristen and Rod and how they met each other. <laughs> And and got to know one another, and then we went into the into the different types of woods and shits, which that's good. We had some scientific yeah. words being dropped, and now <laughs> we're going Kedama to roll Edmonton. in Kedama Edmonton. That's the homework for everyone. Go search on YouTube. Now you know. Yeah. But let's go over to uh, events because everyone's talking about Nacol, and Nacol that is one that's coming up but there is a big event that's happened that's growing getting bigger and bigger every year a lot of people talking about it it is the van jam held by Tarek and damas yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. now i think a lot of people uh are maybe scared to travel to canada for this i'm telling you everyone the (laughs) nicest people i've known are canadian (laughs) so don't be scared make the trek over to canada for van jam Come on out for a rip, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and don't let the recent, like, Instagram videos of, like, seeing Rick's butt and stuff scare you. Just, like, <laughs> just go. All right? <laughs> you know, not... Does that make it it's, to Instagram? It's, it's, oh, it's no. easy, man. Like, it, Vancouver is... It's hardly even over the border. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, At least like a, for the Americans. I'm, like, a 30-minute drive from the border right now. Like, it's so easy. Come on, America. Yeah, yeah. Get your, get your passport. If you're in Washington, get your... A driver's license plus whatever the heck get it on is. A bus. <laughs> get get the things you need to get over the border and come to Van Jam. Now, just to let you guys know, I mean, I already told Rod about this, but I think it was the first flyer that you had an actual picture of a van on, you know, on the flyer <laughs> talking about advertising for Van Jam. And until what was it, Rod? Like last month? Like a couple. Yeah, a couple episodes ago or something. Yeah. We were talking. Yeah, I was like, wait, wait, wait. Yo. I think it was like an epiphany. I was like, yo, does van mean Vancouver? (laughs) 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 And that's why it's the van jam? I thought you guys were like rolling around like, because I was thinking the Roots tour, Ken Garden style, where they had a van and they were going around. And I was like, oh, okay. So Tara's doing it too. I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, Van Jam. Honestly, that would that would be cool, man. Roots tour was super fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but wonder, it's a, did but you, you guys are probably, actually in Vancouver. Yeah, no, yeah. Van is in Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think you're probably thinking of last year. Norcross kind of advertised a mini tour where he jumped in the van with oh, Mel yeah. and a, like a bunch of other homies that drove up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thing too. And so they kind of did this little mini van tour to, to Van Jam. To yeah. Van Jam, yeah. So that probably helped add to it because, yeah, a lot of, I mean, like, Kristen could probably talk more about it, but a lot of the branding of Van Jam has always been, like, uh, just, like, toast and jam. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Just all of that in the imagery, it's, I don't know, that's well, never staple a play now. on, like, jamming and being <laughs> and in jam. Vancouver. Right. It's, like, quite literal. It's very much a pun, but, <laughs> right. yeah, it's always been about jam and toast and this year about blackberries because blackberries grow, like, wild like weeds in vancouver so i figured it was just a nice an extra play on the play of jam and toast oh man so the next step straight to the source the next step up is just like incorporating the pot leaf and then just bob marley because he is jamming (laughs) (laughs) he wants to jam with you i want to jam it with you (laughs) we jamming 
<laughs> we'll just drive around in a van until we get arrested for yeah just looking a little too creepy it's <laughs> like what is what is people doing this van with these children's toys who are they trying to entice? totally fine yeah <laughs> the adults i swear <laughs> so so let's let's have a, a small let me give me like um a short rundown of how van jam was created and then we'll move over to how this past van jam went down Ooh, okay throw it all the way back to van jam one it was very impromptu kind of last minute planning it was the before van jam there was an event in seattle for a few years called battle in seattle oh yeah yeah uh and that was always an interesting one like it, it was like the the event of the northwest uh that you know it was like the spot everyone wanted to make it every year yeah um and so the last year they did it was the event was on a saturday and it was i think labor day long weekend so I think Sunday they kind of planned to have a hangout after in the park, jam, whatever. But back in Vancouver, because Battle in Seattle was Seattle area, obviously, which is only like a three-hour yeah, drive. Near Seattle. It wasn't near in Seattle. Seattle. It was the battle, battle near, near Seattle. Seattle. <laughs> battle in, year, battle in Edmonds. Yeah. That was the joke. Uh, Yo, that's totally so the, cool. But so, on, so back in Vancouver on the Sunday was the Canadian National Yo-Yo Contest. Ooh. Um, and in those days, we were kind of like a little bit closer hanging out with a bunch of the yo-yo pros and like clyw was a yo-yo company out of edmonton that we were pretty good friends with for like a few years and we were like still in edmonton uh so we came back up to vancouver to just show off kendama run a little booth just have a good time with the yo-yo thing and so that was a good time that was Monday, at the science center yeah it was at the yeah, science center great. oh my god and it poured rain we had a, we had a big <laughs> crew so we convinced as many people yeah. as we could to come back to vancouver Sunday do this event and then Monday we were going to do Van Jam and we were just like hey everybody's in Seattle for this contest let's try and just bring as many of the homies as we can over the border because it's close is that when it's it was only a few like, hours just in a park oh, we had just moved Tara yeah to we had, yeah it was, we, we were so yeah we were just in the workshop which is across the street from the park we had just mm -hmm. moved Tara there so it was kind of like this shop opening yeah like, yeah. One of the first things we did in like the new workshop kind of thing mm -hmm. um, and we actually got a pretty good crew I remember Sunday or sat, yeah, Sunday when we went to the yo-yo thing, there were so many people that we didn't have enough room to like sleep at like our apartment. So we just had everybody sleep in the workshop. <laughs> and in the morning we got up and we were going to walk down to the venue, which is like a uh, like 10, 15 minute walk from the Terra shop is like where the yo-yo thing was happening. Yeah. But it was pouring rain. Yeah. Like we still did it. Brutally, oh, yeah. like, savagely pouring rain. Like Vancouver is a rainforest. And it was it was raining like it's in a rainforest, oh, like man. downpour so, rain. Uh, we had a rental car because we had a bunch of homies, and so I drove the every, like a few people to the venue that had some of the gear we needed. Everybody else walked, and then yeah, I had to the drive squad. the rental car back downtown, drop it off at this place, and then drive all the way back. Or sorry, not drive all the way back, and then walk all the way back. <laughs> so I bought an umbrella from like this corner store, which didn't do shit for my feet. So like upper body was okay, but from like knees down was just fully soaked. So I got to the mm -hmm. science center and was just literally barefoot all day everyone else in the lobby, like Dama. playing Dama, just looking like a bum because all my stuff was soaked, but it's just like, there's nothing else to do at that point. Like we had to be there running this booth and all of this. Whoa. Yeah, that was, um, that so that was, that was like the first Van Jam. It was very impromptu. So the next day was like Van Jam and just... It was all, like, the, the focus from the start wasn't like, hey, we're having this big contest, like, who's the winner going to be? It was like, 
yo, we can just invite people back to our shop, celebrate the fact we just opened this place up. Like we had this awesome spot right across from the park. I mean, like it was, it was very OG for the days. Like mm-hmm. even to the point that Colin Sander won. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Colin Sander, that was the last, the, like the biggest like thing he ever won at like the end of like him playing Dama like a lot. He yeah. Beat career. yeah. He beat Rod. I got second. Oh like, shit. <laughs> was it? No. Tomatsu got second. You were no, third. No, no, I got second. Tomatsu yeah. got third. Tomatsu yeah. was third. Oh, yeah. okay. oh nice. Tomatsu was. was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah Tomo- Tomo- that was, was when Tomotsu and Koda met for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's there was right. a pretty deep Japanese that. Oh, yeah. squad that year. There yeah, was because... like a good like six or eight Japanese people, I think. Yeah. Oh, not yeah. not everyone from like Glowken or anything. Just yeah, people yeah. who were like living in Vancouver, just happened to yeah. be around shit like yeah, that. Yeah, Koda was living in Vancouver at the time. Yeah. And met Tomatsu, and that's kind of how he. That was part of what yeah planted the seed. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, that was like that was the origin of it. Um, and it hasn't gone uh, any more organized since. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say. That. I wouldn't say that. Uh, but I mean, I mean, that's kind of the one of the keys to it. I think is we've always focused on like we just want to bring people out to have a good time to share the love of kendama. Like it's mm-hmm. not about the contest. I mean, pretty much every year, I think my spiel where I'm kind of just running people through it day of. Like there is a contest, but in my opening spiel, I literally just make fun of like the person who won last year because they tried too hard. <laughs> make sure everybody doesn't try too hard. If you play games of Dama, and honestly, like if you yeah. want to just come in and be a grumpy little brat and win, yeah, doing your like tricks that you know other people can't do, like you can do it. But that's that's like antithetical to the mm-hmm. idea of Van Jam. Like that's not right. what we want you to do. And, and you know what? If you do that, cool, you did that. But now everybody else is gonna talk smack for like years to come. So like, what are <laughs> What did you really win here? You know, it's that's so that's the idea. Is it's more about oh. just getting out, being able to share like a good time with friends, see people from you know far off mm-hmm. places you don't get to see. Like Rolf, Rolf came this year. That's awesome. Like all the way from Hell Denmark yeah. <laughs> with a broken foot. Yeah, yeah, the guy messed his foot up like a day or two ago on his bike. He like wiped out and just his what, ankle was swollen. Was that before hey. he got there, or was that during? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like he, two he, days he, before he came, kind of thing. Rolf, Rolf oh, had a journey, okay, okay. Man. So, so, uh, yeah, so fast forward to this year, Rolf, months ago, was hitting me up saying he's trying to make it happen. So I was on my radar. I was pretty hyped. And finally, this day came where he was like, yo, I just looked at flights. I don't know why, but they're so cheap right now. I'm yeah. going to book it. So, you know, I'm stoked. Rolf's coming. A few hours later, I get this text that's like, oh, man, I really messed up. But, like, <laughs> few hours I'll figure later. this out. I'm going to show up. And it's kind of like, okay, you know, I'm wondering like, what that's about. I think probably the next day he hits me up and he explains this whole thing to me that he booked himself a flight to Turkey. And I'm Whoa, like, okay, okay. <laughs> like, like layover in Turkey. That's kind of like the wrong direction as far as, you know, I can imagine the flight path, but all right. And then he's like, no, no, no. Like he booked a round trip to Turkey because there's a, there's an airport in Turkey with, no the, air, with, like, with the airport code V A N. No. Uh, so he just searched. He searched V A N, popped up some flight to Turkey, and he's like, I can't believe how cheap it is because it's much closer than Canada. <laughs> and he's telling me this. He's like, I should have known, you know, there were so many things during the checkout, red flags. Oh, like, obviously, I wasn't wow. booking a flight to Vancouver. <laughs> and he booked it through some like third party booking site. So yeah, he yeah. didn't have cancellation, whatever. And so yeah. he's trying to get the money back for this flight. But I think it, I think he just got like sunk. Like that, that was just, 
he bought a flight to Turkey, didn't take it, <laughs> had to buy a new flight to Vancouver. <laughs> Damn. Whoa. So, then, so finally gets himself booked, and then, like, two or three days before he comes, he calls me that he just wiped out, and he sounded so sad on the phone. Like, it was, like, the most depressed Rolf I've ever heard. I kind of felt bad <laughs> for the dude. He was just like, oh, I wiped out on my bike. Like, my foot's really messed up. I, I still have I to pay that ticket for Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> and Rolf was, uh, we asked him to perform in the gala show. Like at yeah. the end of it, we, th- this is kind of a whole other story, but we combined Van Jam with a juggling festival this year. And so there's a big show at the end mm. and Rolf was supposed to be in it. And Rolf has been to like a big juggling festival in EJC in Europe before. So he, he has an idea of what gala shows look like. And the EJC gala show is like the pinnacle Mm-hmm. of circus and performance kind of stuff like they invite like the top of the top wow. so rolf's idea of the gala show is like highly professional <laughs> and so that's what he's like expecting himself that's coming in and do and the whole time i was trying to explain to him like <laughs> you know this is a lot scale smaller scale festival yeah there's still there's still talented performers and that's why we're asking you but i don't want you to do some orchestrated thing i want you to come in and do your kandama thing like, yeah be rolf, be rolf. Like, like just be rolf just get on stage bonds was with them so like you know, you guys just get on stage, do your freestyle, whatever. Like, yeah. you want to plan a little bit, sweet. But, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. we want, like, you to represent Kendama. We don't want you to, like, bend Kendama to fit the gala show mold. Right, much. right, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was just, he was sad about it. He was just bummed on that. And, I mean, I was trying to explain to him, like, you know what, man? If you don't perform, whatever, it doesn't even matter. Just come hang out because... yeah. You, it'll be worth is. doing it. And, uh, and he came, and I think he had a sweet time in the end. I hope he can come back. You know, not all hobbled up, but uh, yeah, yeah. Poor, poor Rolf. Yeah, man. <laughs> Rolf <laughs> booked himself a flight to Turkey. Oh my god. <laughs> oh man, and that's crazy. That because there's that one juggler homie that during the gala show, mm-hmm. when he was performing, he ran up into the stands oh, did, and then yeah. he ran down and he like messed up his ankle during mm-hmm. the show. Yeah, I don't. I wonder if it's the same foot as Rolf. Got that foot curse. His foot going curse, on. man. It is foot year. curse. Oh my god. <laughs> have you guys ever talked about foot curse? No, I don't think we have, man. Oh, wow. No, I don't know if we should. Is this like <laughs> is this like athlete's foot? No, it's no, worse. It's, it's worse. <laughs> For a very long yeah. time, within kind of like I don't know, like pro kendama people traveling. Yeah. It's like it almost at all, like so many major events, somebody has oh, just bunged up a foot somehow. real yeah. bad. I've been afflicted a few times, oh, so, so I have first-hand I. experience. Kristen got it once. She almost mm. lost her foot. I almost lost my foot. Yeah, Shut I, up. Yeah, no, dead serious. First MKO. Was it first MKO? It was. It first. was in the train house. Yeah, yeah. First, first MKO. First MKO, we, we all got there, and I got like a small cut, cut on my foot and like cleaned it up all good, and I thought I was like... Thought it was going to be all fine. And no, next day I had a staph infection in my foot and had to oh, go to the hospital damn. overnight with IV antibiotics and like missed the entire MKO event. <laughs> like I didn't see a single cups like or a spike Whoa. or anything. Like, yeah. So I was, yeah, in the hospital for all of MKO. Almost lost my foot. It was awful. Yeah, that was gnarly. Yeah, it was, yeah. We were just like... No, it's probably okay, man. Uh, right? Like, yeah. here, just smoke this joint a little bit. Here. It'll feel better. It's like, not okay. <laughs> not okay, yeah. yeah the oh, doctor's man. like, good thing you came. Yeah. We might have to chop your foot off. Oh. We're like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, He's that like, was... What, what was the start of Foot Curse? Like, Turner. Turner, I think. Maybe. Turner was the first one, I think, I think to break his foot on, on the Roots first tour. Roots Tour. Yeah. I couldn't oh. go uh, on the first Roots Tour because I had, like, a... Sp- like a, a course in university ended like right in the middle of it 
but I got to go and meet them for like the end at Battle in mm-hmm. Seattle. And Turner showed up like on crutches and like with a cast on because he had, I think he rolled his ankle skating one night. Like after a tour stop, they just went to a skate park. Oh, okay, okay. So, so that was, I yeah. think, the start of it. Yes, yeah, so there was Turner. Me, you've. I've got it a couple broke, times. What about couple Scott? Times. Scott didn't oh, go. Scott. Oh, yeah. Scott maybe got it the worst. I mean, yeah, yeah dude. That was. I mean, <laughs> that was that's more, some crazy shit. You know. No one knows that story, I don't think. No. So, I mean, Question marks. I mean, whoever one of our, one of our homies, Scott, yeah. he's, in, he's <laughs> in some of the old Kandama Edmonton videos. You yeah. might see him. He's an old skier buddy, super tall dude, like, used to shred Dama with that's us. The homie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was at Battle in Seattle. The second maybe the second one? last year they did it. Yeah, they only did three. It was the second. It was, the, it was second the end one. of the second Roots tour. I remember. It, it was, was in, 2014 because I was in Europe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe that was the third one then. I don't know. It was the oh. second or third one. Anyway, anyway, the the hotel we all kind of stayed at it was. I, I guess kind of like a travel lodge mm-hmm. motel. So all the doors open to a balcony, and so it's just like three stories of balconies going up. Well, okay. Um, kind of all in a line where the doors open, and we had like the majority of the place rented out, and people were just kind of up all night in between rooms yeah. and beers. And the hotel was changing the mattresses on all the beds, and so outside of one of the doors of the rooms, they just had like this giant stack of all the old mattresses, like okay. just sitting kind of like in the planter, like little grassy area. Um, besides, beside the walkway up to the doors, oh, perfectly shit. in line under multiple stories of balconies up above. Yeah. And so being a bunch of stupid ass kids, oh. everybody's going up to the second story balcony and jumping off onto the mattresses. Oh and shit! It's pretty chill. Like you know, you kind of do a little bounce, jump off the mattress. Pretty chill. And we're talking like six plus mattresses, so it's yeah. not like you're it, it was like on a stack mattress. of mattresses. Yeah, perfect. yeah. Uh, and so eventually a couple of people decided to brave going up like one more flight to the top. And so they're going off like the second story. So now it's like probably a 15 foot drop or so. Right. Onto these mattresses. Uh, so I, I think there's, there's probably like GoPro footage of, I don't even know. Quite like a, a few. There was probably like half dozen different people who sent it off the top. I've Whoa. for sure seen pictures at least. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few good old ones. There's a, there's some crazy footage of Yord doing like a flip off of this hotel into a pool from Roots Tour 2, but. Anyway, (laughs) Um, so Scott, I think, did the second story and then wanted to do it again, went back up, and somewhere in, like, an email, I think Rice had a video of it he sent to me, and they're kind of, like, he's kind of, like, goes over the balcony railing, and he's, like, hanging off the outside, and I remember he, like, says, like, some funny, like, little line, and then hops off. And the top mattress was kind of like twisted off to the side. So part of it was overhanging and not stacked on the other mattresses. Yeah. And he kind of landed like feet first on that. And so it just like kind of went out and like cushioned him a little bit. But he pretty much fell like a story and a half, two stories and just like landed on like one mattress on the concrete. Oh. Because like it it just kind of like went off the stack. Like the top one just overhanging. It just kind of like slid off with him. Yeah. And yeah, like all things considered, like he landed pretty solid, but he rolled his ankle like really hard when he did it. And like, it it was like a year later, like Mm -hmm. that he was finally kind of healed up. Like he had to wait and get surgery. He couldn't ski all that year. And he was like an extremely Mm -hmm. talented, like avid skier. Mm -hmm. Um, Damn. he, He was, he was like, we used to have like a snowboard crew, like ski crew. Um, and Scott was like one of the best skiers. I thought like 
just mm-hmm. he was crazy man yeah. super like dude he was he was, he was crazy enough to jump off, off of stuff uh, two floors two floors off of this fucking yeah, balcony exactly. hotel yeah. like he was <laughs> he was confident and could send it off stuff and he was like had good control and everything like so it was, i was always like super bummed that he got hurt that way and like couldn't yeah, ride man. for a while he's back skiing now i think but mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. so that's like that's a gnarly version of foot curse, man. Oh my yeah. god, we gotta stop talking about foot curse. <laughs> <laughs> man, Watch but there it is. Feet. So it is a All thing. You nerds. you think like your hands are important, but when you can't like bend your ankle or your knee, it's hard to play kendama. You know. Oh yeah. Protect that body. Oh yeah. Eat your vegetables, nerds. <laughs> Eat yeah. the vegetables. Stay strong. Man, okay, okay. So, so then this year Van Jam, uh, I think there was a how many people? I, well, you collaborated with mad skills mm-hmm. yeah right? so we collaborated with mad skills first uh, time local, like local just juggling festival uh yeah it's the first time we've done it together we have kind of been around mad skills for i don't know the last like two or three years yeah. you guys um, would show them your mad skills they would show you theirs exchange yeah, like we'd go and like exchanging kind of do a little skills. bit of kendama stuff we ran a booth once or twice yeah, as like a did, vendor yeah i did i did rod, some workshops rod did some workshops and i did performed. a workshop one year i did um, the gala show the oh, first yeah, year did, too yeah, yeah. so we, we've kind of been involved a little bit but this year it was like the official combining of the events like the collaboration um which i think was pretty sweet like some parts of it i enjoyed were it. very separate um and people didn't interact mm-hmm. a lot but at certain points there was it was more like one big group than kind of two yeah. groups doing their own thing like and the some of those prop battles. Awesome. The that prop was battle. So prop good. battle was the Bonds one of the best. Versus the 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 girl, the lady, that, the juggling. Yeah, she was the mm-hmm. juggling girl. Oh, that was such mm-hmm. a good battle. Bonds versus the guy with the ball. Oh, Dude, when yeah. Bonds was just like possessed and just chucking this ball around for like a minute. Yeah, oh, my we, God. somebody should have. Yeah. So I, we got to give the listeners some yeah. context here. The prop battle is basically uh, just imagine like catch and flow format where it's like freestyle, it's mm-hmm. a quick qualifying thing. And then the judges pick their faves and they go head to head, like back and forth and like some final rounds, but it's just anything. You just bring a prop. And yeah, so that, yeah. that's like a circling, a circus thing, right? Like, like anything a, can be a prop. Yeah. So like, one guy Kandama had a raincoat. Yeah, yeah. One guy had a raincoat and he, he made it to the finals. Like he was yeah. doing some crazy stuff. Cause it's, it's all, it's about showmanship too. Mm-hmm. And like dance and like using the stage. And so like you get and up the there and shred Dama and play. But if you're not like, doing it as someone on a stage should to like entertain some people like mm-hmm. you know you're not going to score the points with at least with like you know those judges i guess every judging panel is gonna be different but yeah there were some awesome matchups of like a kendama player versus yeah. you know a mad skills like a juggler a hooper or whatever and sometimes you know like if there's a tie with the judging they have an extra round where they have to switch props yeah yes and so they have to like <laughs> use the other person's prop and so there was like Rolf was up there swinging a hula hoop around. It was incredible. With a busted ass foot. <laughs> like Bonds was just doing his Bond stuff. Like Bonds yeah. almost won. He made it to the finals. Won. With a teddy bear. Yeah, oh, Bonds, they did one round yeah. with a raincoat and a teddy bear. Yeah, yeah. 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 it was incredible. And yeah. uh, it, it was moments like that. Like, it, it was amazing. And I, I, would, I hope like all the Kendama players enjoyed it. There were some people that were there that were like, you know, they just want to play Dama in the corner. Yeah, they're they're just sesh with the homies. Yeah, they yeah, really yeah. care. Um, but I hope at least that, like a few moments, like, you know, they enjoyed that there was yeah. like additional stuff going yeah. on that was, you're never going to find these weird no, situations anywhere else. Right? Yeah. Like, you Especially can't like the those. Renegade show got a little oh, out of yeah. hand for some of the Dama homies, I think. Yeah. Like you're, that was, yeah. 
<laughs> What's a renegade you're show? Gonna, you're not going to renegade. That. Yeah, the, the, the renegade, renegade show. show you yeah, go. I'll go. Okay, okay. So the renegade <laughs> show is like a thing that happens within the juggling community, like at festivals and stuff, where they basically have a time set aside on the stage. They have one person to kind of host it, and it's called the renegade show. So it's like put on by the people for the people kind of thing. So Basically, you're supposed to just sit and watch your friends. You can go up and sit in, there's like a few chairs on the side of the stage mm-hmm. that you sit in to wait to get up on stage next. And then like the person hosting is usually giving out like shots of whiskey or like <laughs> crazy shit. Like it it's could a be anything. Show, yeah, yeah. Like the, you're encouraged yeah. to heckle each other, oh, yeah. like try oh, okay, new okay. acts, yeah. like the just audience, do something <clears throat> crazy. Like yeah, audience participation is not only encouraged but it's like necessary. a strong necessity to make it yes. work and make it like a fun show. Yeah, and it like gets it gets kind of crazy, you know. It's of all based, it does. yeah. And so the last year and this year, there was like this rule at Renegade Show that was like, if you go do your trick, if you drop or like you miss your trick or whatever, then you have to take off like one piece of clothing in order to keep keep going. And that's like like up to you where you. Renegade shows I've seen. I've heard it's not usually like that. No. No. Yeah, it's only like a few because it's like way less inclusive that way for people, you know. And it's. Yeah. I was talking to some people about it afterwards, and just like some points I didn't really think of before, and I was kind of like, "Ooh, that does suck." Like, I get that. Like. Yeah, but at the same time, it's basically the idea is that you're supposed to do something like it's not supposed to be a super refined act. It's supposed to be like a short, quick thing that you get up and you do this, like whatever your act is on stage and people either love it or tell you to get off the stage. Yeah, yeah. Quite literally. Okay, yeah. You got like tomatoes and rotten eggs to throw. People were throwing beer cans. But yeah, yeah, so the whole point is that if (laughs) you have if you have to take off a piece of clothing in order to keep trying, if you miss you it's more of an encouragement of like get the fuck off the stage because yeah. you're missing no, totally yeah so yeah. it's it's more a deterrent than unless anything. you're a hooper girl and there is no missing oh, yeah. and they just keep flowing and they just for, keep going yeah. until, until you like kill the music yeah, and they're and like, like oh okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and nobody knows <laughs> it's like thing. was that was she supposed to do that was that the part of the thing yeah, yeah? no yeah. <laughs> yeah no i i feel that with like being less inclusive but it also does, like Kristen's saying, it is kind of like the natural limiter. Because mm-hmm. I've seen, uh, not so much this year, but at Mad Skills uh, Renegade show one of the years before, there was a few people who would go up and just try some like juggling stunts. And if they don't do it, they're just like, okay, that's me. They walk off the yeah. stage. Yeah. yeah. And like, that's, quick try. that's what Renegade that's show can it's, be. That's what it yeah. be. It's just like, yeah. okay, here's your like 15 seconds of fame, jump in the spotlight, do something cool. And like, if you miss, death stage. Yeah. Next. Yeah. And so, like, if you really want to keep going, like, you got to put on a know, show. There's yeah. got to be like got, a consequence. It, I yeah, feel like, yeah. A little bit. Or you need a ruthless MC. Oh, or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. There has to be something. But <laughs> the, the point that was brought up to me was just like for women, especially, you know, like yeah. if a girl gets yeah. on stage and she has to take her shirt off versus a guy taking his shirt off is a completely different yeah, thing. Yeah. And it's a whole bag of worms that we don't have to get into but <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's relevant it's relevant it is relevant but so i guess so this year's renegade show um i don't know exactly why but i volunteered to MC. <laughs> i mean it was fun but oh my god it was like a whole lot to do uh so that was that was the rules it was basically you know get on stage do something cool it's got to be quick it's got to be funny it's got to be awesome and if it's not two of those things get off the stage and if you miss, you take off a piece of clothing. If you land it, uh, I should mention this was a 19 plus yeah. part of the event. That was yeah. the only part where 
Oh. You know, past, past a certain time in the venue, it was like, okay, like adults only. It's yeah. 19 plus now. We were, had a liquor license to serve beer. Whoa. So, you know, um, so it was like, Shout out that's, that's the environment. Yeah. So you get a, <laughs> if you come on stage and you do your thing and you land it and you accomplish it, whatever, you get a beer. Yep. I give you a drink ticket. And you also get to spin the prize wheel. Ooh, and prize wheel. There's a bunch of stuff on the prize wheel. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it was great. Like we just, it, it started funny and just like had a couple like awesome moments, a couple like hilarious things. A couple like, crazy, like, like what some, the fuck kind yeah, of Yeah, like total yeah. bizarro. Like, But that's just part of being a part of a show like that because the audience is so engaged that it's really hard to describe it if you're not there. Like yeah. every Renegade show is different, but yeah. 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 And like describing it almost makes us sound crazy. Yeah. <laughs> parts at least. Not almost. It definitely does. Yeah, it definitely does. does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, it, it's a lot of fun. It's just, mm-hmm. it's one of those things that it, it's really like whatever the audience brings to the table is what the show is. Like yeah. there's, you know, I can be up there and like MC and kind of like push things along and try and smooth it out and keep things going. But ultimately, like people from the audience have got to be encouraged enough to come up there, do something, yeah, and yeah. have it hopefully be actually entertaining. Right. Because yeah. right. there's a couple moments where it's like, oh, you know, I'm going to go get another drink, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but that's like the same thing. Like the audience. The audience. It's up to show. the audience so to, to be like, yeah, cool, get off the stage. Yeah. Because like, right, 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 like, yeah. it's, it's just like it, shows like that, there's like this flow and ebb, and mm-hmm. you got to kind of run with it and. Uh, I think it. I think it went really well, though. Like, I, I think yeah. we. No, I. I'm. I don't know so much of the juggling world, but from what you were just saying, it seems like that people are and like thinking about. I don't know. I've seen some jugglers and like people talk about it like online or something, and they seem more of a open kind of like friendly, communicative like mm-hmm. community of like no one's better than each other. We're all like it's all difficult, and we all have different types of skills where. Kendama is kind of looked at more of the competition style where, oh man, you're so good. Like, I don't want to, it's like, it's like when you go to yeah, a music yeah. store and you're looking at all the, the, the guitars and you're like, I want to kind of play that. But then there's someone like shredding in the back. You're like, um, I'm not, I don't want to play that now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, and that's like exactly what we try to accomplish to yeah. some extent with Van Jam, because I think the, the like contest and competitive app, like aspect of kendama is awesome and it's always going to be there but that's not for everybody the reason everybody plays and right right and so like a a sort of like a parallel i've seen a good chunk of like the yo-yo world and professional yo-yoing yeah um and it's their kind of like meta seems to focus much more on contest Mm -hmm. and like the contests are very technical like they have a very rigorous kind of point system on you know, kind of objectively how many times you tap it off the string. And like yeah, yeah, things. yeah. Uh, and, it, and it sort of turns the whole meta of yo-yo into this, like, super intensive, competitive, super fast, crazy technical thing. Yeah. Which yeah. is, which is like, that's that's cool, but that's, you know, same thing. It's not for everybody. And so it's just kind of bringing back, like, that fun, friends, <laughs> you know, we're going to have a contest and someone's going to win. And certainly if you just walk in and watch, like, you know, one of like the juggler homies who just picked up a kendama for the first time and clearly has some eye-hand coordination can do a couple tricks. But yeah. then like Misu's right next to that guy, <laughs> and Misu's just shredding like crazy around the clock bird tricks and like yeah, yeah, stalls yeah. and positions yeah. that you've never even seen. Yeah, 
And you're like, uh, yeah, you know, like I could probably tell you who's better, <laughs> but that's, that's like not what it's about in that moment. Right. Right. Totally. Right. We got to go just, back it's, to, it's uh, more like, well, you know, Chris, maybe, Chris maybe Mayo the juggler. Says. Yeah. Like the, the juggler might have some crazy trick that can inspire Misu and vice versa. And mm-hmm. right. That's, that's kind of more what we're aiming for. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. As yeah. Again, as Chris Mayo says that, you know, Kenjama, that's what, that's what, that's what it's really all about. Just have fun with friends getting together. Yeah, did you, did you yeah, say? Did you big. say Chris Mayo? Yeah, yeah, Nick, you did. Nick Mayo. Nick Mayo. Nick Mayo. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Chris. No, actually, slash uh, Nick. Yeah, Nick. Nick was gonna come to Van Jam this year, and he couldn't make it in the yeah. end. Uh, oh, he was man. there last year, though. Yeah, he's one of the Wenatchee mm. homies. He's in Portland now, uh, so he's not too far away. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you Portland go. Was like six hours, maybe drive. But uh, so so to go back, sorry. Um, it's uh, as well as I just rem- like thought about it. Another thing that juggling has that makes it more communal is like the fact that people can juggle with each other. Mm, you yeah. know, where Kenjama, it's just you. Totally. Have you mm-hmm. have you ever seen the like? Oh, I always get the name wrong. Combat juggling, battle clubs, combat clubs, clubs. combat clubs. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I, I get names wrong too, different dude. Version. <laughs> Dude, it's so much fun. Yeah. It's like the reason I wanted to learn juggling clubs was that game. Yeah. It's kind of like a, like a candlestick battle when you like mm-hmm. have your candlestick and you try to knock each other's tom off without yeah. using your other hand kind of thing. Yeah. Except you're juggling. So you, everybody has three clubs and you're juggling. And so like the, like the people who are really good at it will take one club and From huck you, it yeah. way the fuck in the air and then like come at you like whacking your clubs. Like you get <laughs> cranked in the hand all the time. Shit oh, yeah. sucks. And then they'll catch the one they threw up way high and then keep juggling. And then, like, they're still in and you're out with a fucking broken finger. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little ruthless, but it's super oh, fun. Yeah. yeah, hopefully that doesn't take off with the uh, Kendama World combat. Yeah, no. <laughs> And, like, people will steal your club, too. Like, Yuki was doing that to me because he's oh, yeah. fucking, I'm fucking yeah. weak as shit. And he just, like, comes in, takes my club, like, out of the pattern and starts juggling four. And I'm just like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> You gotta steal it back. Yeah, well, I mean, if I if I could, <laughs> yeah, not Man, there so, yet. So Coming that's for a, you though, Yuki. It's it's pretty sweet to hear that the um, collaborating with Mad Skills has introduced different types of events that Kendama players mm-hmm. can enjoy. Do you think this is something that you would continue possibly? Like, if say the next Van Jam wasn't with Mad Skills, we're like, yo, let's do a prop battle again. That's a cool idea. I think that would be a good good idea. I have. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, last year, last year at Van Jam, yeah. we did a renegade show. Yeah. Oh. One of one of our buddies, who's now like a big Nama player, Yuki. Uh, he was one of the founders of Mad Skills. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he's like a professional juggler, juggler and performer. Like that's what he does as his job. Um, and teacher and a teacher, yeah. Uh, and so. He'd been hanging out with us a lot and just offered to run a Renegade show at Van Jam. Okay, okay. And so last year, we also had a very bizarre show. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was only Kendama players. Like, jugglers weren't there outside of Yuki and maybe, like, one or two others. Yeah. Uh, but it was awesome. It so was we, out so we've of done control. It, yeah, it, oh, yeah, it was wild. Oh, okay, man. okay. It was possibly crazier than this year. <laughs> uh, in a different way. In a different way. way. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Yeah. So, but yeah, so we've definitely talked about doing more Renegade shows for... Yeah, um, for next year. For next year, for Van Jam, for sure. 
Yeah, I, right? I think some of the Dama homies are over it, but some of them are really down. Yeah, I'm I'm curious. There, there like, was a, a, two, a, a like, few, mm-hmm. more than a few. There was a bunch of Dama players that jumped up on stage and did some good stuff. Hell yeah! Yeah, uh, Nathan like brought out his bike, and the stage was like a probably two and a half foot, just kind of like curb up. Like there's stairs mm-hmm. up to it, but Nathan like hopped up it on his bike, and then was trying to just like track stand in the middle of the stage and like do some tricks, and then. Eventually fell over on his bike and like shredded like a Dama line that was pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had good, good hype. Yeah. Um, Logan, Logan Fair, he yeah. actually killed it. Came out, yeah. started shredding a bit of Dama stuff. He had some yo-yo tricks, and all of a sudden he's in the middle of this line and he just busts out the fact that he's on heelys <laughs> and he starts rolling around the stage <laughs> while shredding the spacewalk oh, the line crowd, on heelys man one. like ooh. Okay. the crowd loved that one yeah that was good everybody <laughs> yeah, was yeah. super hyped on that uh yeah well, so, there was yeah, I think, I think there's a few other what were some of the other dama moments uh, right i hit that juggle trick i was oh yeah. yeah that was yeah. rod did like a Deconstruction juggle, like spike oh, the Cerrado kind of trick stage. on stage. None of the yes. jugglers understood how hard that was. <laughs> yeah, right. Some of them did. I talked yeah. to him afterwards. Well, that's but, good. <laughs> yeah. I, fucking, I thought I was going to have to get naked for that one, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah, you were getting down. Cost me a t shirt. Yeah. A pair yeah. of socks. I mean, I was in the same shoes. position. Yeah. I, I, I got one. There was a. So, oh. I was, so I was emceeing. So when you're emceeing. That was my prize. Yeah, mostly you're just kind of like. You know, keeping things going, but you you should probably do a couple of tricks of your own if you're up there. Like, oh. you're disappointed to not. Absolutely. Uh, and so this was kind of unplanned, but the first thing uh, on one of the prizes on the spin wheel was pickleball, and I don't really know pickleball that well, but it's this game that's kind of like a couple paddles, a very low net, and like a wiffle ball, and you okay. smack it back and forth. You know, kind of beach park game, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and no pickles involved. Car- yeah, Caribou <laughs> Brewing is like a local brewery that has kind of like. I, like just been hooking us up with a lot of prizes and stuff. Like they sponsored Van Jam with a whole bunch. Uh, and so there was like a caribou branded pickleball set that I thought we had to give away as a prize. Yeah. But apparently it was supposed to go to this raffle thing. So I wrote it on the board, brought the board on like our big spin wheel board. It was like a big chalkboard kind of thing that spins. And then I find out there's no pickleball set. But somehow, like that exact moment, someone was walking by and they had just gone to the grocery store like next door and they had a giant zucchini. Cucumber. Cucumber. Sorry, a cucumber, a cucumber. Uh, and so I was just like, yo, give me that cucumber. Because now if somebody wants pickleball set, I'm be like, I don't have any pickleball set, but here is a cucumber. A you can go home, brine this thing up, make a pickle. You're a condom player or a juggler. You've got balls. Pickle, balls, you know. Pickle ball. That's your prize. Ta-da! Bad joke. <laughs> uh, so, I, I so, so Rod spins the pickleball. So I got to tell this bad joke on stage about how he's got to go home and make this pickle tie a condom ball to it i don't know man <laughs> whatever you do with a pickleball um and so i bust this cucumber ball. in half give rod half he jumps off stage next dude comes on and he was trying to get some music queued up with the dj so he's yeah. like yo give me a second doing something with the dj and i think it was eric was sitting in the front row and eric's just yelling at me oh, all yeah. night just he's beacon. just like the loudest one there he's just do a trick you suck do a trick <laughs> so i'm like all yes. right all right and so i've got this cucumber in my hand it was like a like originally this thing's like three feet long maybe like uh, two feet long like it's a pretty big cucumber so i still got a big ass chunk of it and so i'm like all right let's do cucumber spike <laughs> so what, first thing i think of is i'm just gonna toss this cucumber way up in the air we got like a 20 foot ceiling yeah and then i'm just gonna like liberty spike the heck out of it yeah just bam so i throw this thing up and it just doesn't work at all like it just bounces <laughs> off the cucumber like okay 
I think I kicked my shoes off. I'm like, all right, cucumber spike, take two, throw this thing off, spike the hell out of it, and it just like explodes, and like a big <laughs> chunk goes off, and it falls yeah. on the floor, and I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> and at that point, I was like, there's no way. Like, if you spike it, it just explodes, because it's a cucumber, and it's not, you know, that thick. Like, there's not that much in there. You spike it, it just falls apart. <laughs> take my shirt off, third try, I'm like, okay, cucumber spike, throw it way up in the air, and just spike the heck out of it. Yeah. Stays on the spike. Oh. Crowd goes wild, man. They just <laughs> lose it. I'm just like, I can't believe it happened. Like, in my <laughs> mind, it was not happening. Yeah. And I was going to have to, like, get to my underwear and then just be like, screw you guys. I'm not getting naked for cucumber spike. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just, like, living it for a second. Being like, yeah, it was cucumber spike. Next up, we got this guy. Walk over to the side of the stage. That guy's still fumbling with his music. I just looked down. like, you have to go right now like, <laughs> there's right. nothing else that can fill this time like <laughs> it's, you were bust like the show's about to end if you don't get up there oh man uh, and then he jumped up and he killed it he did that whole thing he was he had like this crazy i think it was the dude with the big dragon staff thing oh yeah this dragon staff it's like the really long like staff with the twirly things on the end and they just roll it oh, around that their body. dude yeah, yeah i know what a dragon staff is but yeah yeah okay yeah i remember him now yeah oh, it's like man. this crazy like flow arts juggling thing but it's actually like pretty wild it's like some real ninja like matrix kind of maneuvers yeah. actually there was, there was one guy in the show he had it was like i don't even know what you call it, 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 it like the prop was like a lightsaber the lightsaber oh, dude yeah, i remember yeah. seeing that yeah but he had like this retractable it's like, like it's a line, line like a string yeah. attached yeah. to it yeah yeah so you could just throw it like and spin it around spin and it around, would be doing like back. these crazy lightsaber spins like whipping in a circle around him and then he'd just like whoosh, like the force it back to his hand just like, <laughs> and it man it was super it was cool. really oh sick. man like, yeah it, it's it's i don't know it's really cool to see that because it really looks like like it's force. flying he's out just yeah, like yeah, kind yeah, of spinning yeah. this thing around like a normal sword and all of a sudden it just flies out of his hand and then he like pulls it back into his hand like, yeah all smooth and fluid it's yeah it was that that guy was cool yeah what was <laughs> the name the, the flow master flow, flow, flow warrior. warrior flow warrior flow yeah. warrior although straight up like low key, i think flow warrior was salty with me because when he got on stage at that point we had a few people in a row that fumbled with the music for not that long but like you know, any amount of time on stage, you're not trying to have dead time. And so as he was about to start, I was like, okay, like new rule from now on, everybody wants to queue up music, queue up your music ahead of time. Yeah. And he just like line. gave me this like dart eye of like, <laughs> you know, kind of like I was calling him out for taking a second specifically. Oh. Really? I was just like, just general. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he was actually pretty quick, like legitimately, yeah. like a couple other people before him were longer, but I think he thought I was just calling him out. He's kind of like, ah, and I was like, no floor warrior. It's cool. <laughs> don't throw your lightsaber at me <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just want to let everyone else in the event know that from now on just get ready guys <laughs> <laughs> he's about to like force like choke you out he starts choking yeah. you out yeah exactly oh, yeah. <laughs> Bad. It, was, it was it was good though there was mm -hmm. there was all sorts eventually the venue didn't like people started throwing beer cans at me yeah, yeah. And that was right before I was about to make a real big man. Oh, yeah. Rod oh, yeah. came up to do, um, like, beer economy. Beer dama. Oh, I nice. Like, I basically got a can with a string on it, but no tama, and then tied it to the tab on a beer can. Closed so that, beer like, can. I put it on the cup and then just did, like, moshikame a bunch of times, as many times as I could till I drop it. And then when you drop it, the tab pulls, popping the beer open. You use the spike to stab the shit out of it and then <laughs> shotgun it. <laughs> <laughs> and so 
the lady who's like the head tech kind of, you know, running it for the venue that we're at, right before that happened, she was kind of like, guys, stop throwing beer cans, spilling beer everywhere, you know? Yeah. And so Yuki kind of came up and made this announcement about like, don't, you know, everybody yeah. stop throwing beer. beer cans and spilling beer because we got to clean this place up after, you know? Like we're, yeah. we're in a nice venue. Like the place we rented is... Like the, they host weddings there. Yeah, it's it's like the, <laughs> the nicest community league in Vancouver and downtown, like in Yaletown. There's beer everywhere, and broken cucumber the next, on the floor. Yeah, yeah the next yeah, act yeah. is Rod standing at the front of the stage. Just pull tab, spike stab the side of this beer can. It's just spraying. Yeah, I made such a fuck a mess. Yeah. <laughs> right after Yuki, they told you Yuki not to. You grabbed the mic and just called them out pretty hard after. Yeah. I said <laughs> it was, was going to make a mess stoke. beforehand. <laughs> I, Yuki even gave me a towel beforehand. Yeah, to be fair, you did come back and do cleanup. Yeah, and I did, and I did yeah. clean it up. And like, shout out the squad because when we had to shut the show down, like everyone, Yuki shut good. it down oh, yeah. proper. Oh yeah, didn't see ya. But everybody did like just that five minutes of like grab a chair, put it on a stack, help wheel it out, like yeah, that, you know, grab the trash. Like, that it was went a sweet. long way. <laughs> Hell yeah! So good that job, good job, all like Van Jam Mad Skills attendees yeah. at getting real wild. But still being able to like kind of be a little bit responsible at the end. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Help it each helps other the out. people running that stuff out so much. Oh, like so there's so much, much of that low key behind the scenes sort of stuff yeah. that nobody wants to it's do. It's just but so has stressful. Yeah. Like yeah, it's, yeah. When you feel like you're alone and you have to do all of it, if you get everyone that comes to the event, just do like one, you know, twentieth of it. It gets so much easier. Oh, totally. But uh, so MJ, yeah. when you come into Van Jam. Dude, I have no idea. That's a tough question. There's a lot of things that always help me, uh, or not help me. Kind of, you know, a lot of responsibilities, different areas and shit. So going out just to to play Kendama isn't the easiest thing to do. Yeah, I, I can understand that. <laughs> you know? I mean, Japan is a long ways away. Yeah, I, yeah. I understand Exactly. I'll call out like all the all the Hadama players in Washington who didn't come. I'm gonna call you out way harder. <laughs> you guys are just a short drive. There's trains, right. buses. You gotta just you make fly it if you really want to be lazy. We got a pretty good. We got a pretty good representation but, though from. The... No, that's true. I don't mean to like single out Washington or anything. There's, there's a good crew out this year. Um, actually, <laughs> Kristen, do you know what the final number of? No. Um, over a hundred for sure. Um. I don't know exact numbers, but right. we don't know exact numbers. Yeah. We're still we're still waiting to have the <laughs> final final. Mm-hmm. It's over. Cool down. Wrap everything up. Meeting with Yuki who helped organize. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We had like well over a hundred people. Nice. The, the contest there was probably about sixty people who just entered like the Van Jam contest alone. Oh, okay, okay. Um, we have like Am side and then like a pro bracket after two, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, lots of good battles. Yeah, mm-hmm. very good battles. Nice, nice. Oh, yeah. That's good. So everyone, definitely check out Van Jam if you have the chance to, Van or just Jam. make the time. Bring to. your van on down to Van for the Van Jam. Yeah, <laughs> if you're flying in, make sure you're getting you know a flight to the correct airport. Why? Yeah. Why yeah. Don't VR. go to Turkey. Why VR? Why don't VR? go to Turkey? <laughs> I mean, All right. there's probably a lot of other stuff that says Turkey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like flying. For some reason, I'm flying Turkey Air to Canada. I don't know why, but it's really the cheap. It's only an hour. I don't get it. <laughs> oh, man. All right, all right. Well, you know what? I I, uh, I do have a bunch of questions that we'd like to ask you. Mm. 
Smith. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, some good stuff. So we have a Patreon page, Kentertainment Patreon, for all the people who are supporting the Dominards and the other Kentertainment that I put up on YouTube. And the we we prioritize those people first. So Eric Bukiti, he asks, Alex, what's your top three Kendama edits? And just what's which one's your fight favorite? Ooh, that's tough. Top, top three. three. I would probably throw in like one of the OG Bitter Beans edits. Oh, that's one that when I first started playing Kendama, those were one of the ones that were out, and that we we were like very inspired by Bitter Beans. Just kind of their like funny, fun kind of vibe they gave. Oh yeah, Bitter Beans. Uh, so that's one. Yep. Maybe uh, there's there's a few I could mention. The one of Wase's edits, edit five or six. He did oh. this kind of glitchy edit. I'm throwing back. Oh, These are like that edit was yeah, so sick. Was actually, so I think it's five. I think it's five, and it, it was yeah. all kind of glitchy tricks. And like at that point, Wase, I felt like was always kind of pushing it a little bit, especially with Tama Grip. Yeah, uh, he always had some just cool variations. That I felt mm. like hadn't been done. Like I remember he had a uh, this one like single trick once where he did I think like a spacewalk thing to inward lunar, and he just kind of like popped the inward lunar straight up and orbited around it back to inward lunar. Yeah. And it was just, I don't, like, steezy little things like that. Like, yeah. Now that's nothing crazy, but at that point, like, that's probably the first time someone Still had done that steezy. on video. Mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the edit was so um, cool. And, yeah, just his, that edit was cool. So mm -hmm. that one's always hyped me out. There you go, Wase. Um, uh, number three, I don't know. I want to say, like, either, like, the WKT, like, videos that Ballard put out. Yeah. Because those just capture, like, such a great time in like the kendama world yeah and those are pretty uh, much untouchable yeah. yeah those or the like kendama usa's 2012 like japan video mm. that colin made yeah oh um which like i don't mean to be narcissistic like i'm in that one but it's just like such good vibes in that edit i've always thought like it's, it's like nostalgic for me to watch it now and now you're not like, talking about the like moments. the two hour behind the scenes no, not the two <laughs> I, I have watched that one though that one's I, I actually like that's that's the real nostalgia button like, <laughs> yeah like, right right you know like just little moments that i would have forgotten otherwise or whatever yeah. um yeah that's that's a good one shout out colin for like weeding through all that footage and <laughs> putting that together right yeah <laughs> hell yeah well there so, you go yeah, those, so, yeah, those are top, top three. three there you go all right we got a bunch top more so let's, let's try to go here's here's a bunch uh more. Big one. Are you full time Terra? Uh yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty much it. That's all you got. I mean, I, I do, I do other bread things, and butter, like on my own time. But as far <laughs> as like working, it's Terra. Nice, nice. Who and why was Terra Kendama started, or who started it, and why did they start it? Uh, me and my buddy Ben, uh, who is like one of the old KE homies. He started the UKA with me. I guess I didn't mention that way back at like, yeah, no. the very start of this conversation. The UKA, you asked like yeah. who was involved. Uh, it was my buddy Ben and my other buddy Nick, Nick Conradi. Oh, okay, okay. Ben Rollins. Uh, so Ben and I eventually, we kind of stuck playing Dama a little bit more seriously than Nick did, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so we would hang out and jam more so like later. And at a certain point, we just decided to try and buy a lathe. And it's just... You know, you think we could make one? Maybe. Let's try it. A lathe yeah. costs like 200 bucks for like a really, really crappy one. But yeah, <laughs> it worked well enough to make like a kind of sketchy Dama. And we just went from there. 
Oh. Uh, so that, that was uh, 2011. 11. Yeah. When we like first got the lathe. Terra didn't really become a thing for like a little bit after that, but yeah. <laughs> nice. There you go. And, wh and when was that? What year? 2011? Yeah. 11. Do you remember the first little teaser thing in, the, yeah. in one of those Kendama Edmonton edits? Is that yeah. the end? It's like Terra coming soon. Yeah. yeah you guys true. just got the hammer out banging on some purple heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you, can, you can actually see like that. Yeah. That's some very early. We almost put like a little commercial at the very almost, end of, yeah. of one of the. I mean, it really, it was like, like a little commercial. Much, yeah. yeah. At one of the Kendama Edmonton mini edits, maybe like nine or 10. Oh, it's okay, like a 30 okay. second, just a couple shots of like us kind of working on some damas of like purple heart and paddock which yeah red cherry like there weren't like yeah red cherry exactly <laughs> red cherry purple cherry, <laughs> purple cherry. yeah <laughs> uh that'll be the day yeah. nice um but yeah so you can actually if you want to be a deep nerd you can go find that footage of mm -hmm. us cranking away on that little master crap oh <laughs> nice nice all right here's another here's another one uh what was your first ever kendama purchase we kind of covered that Ooh. one uh red tk16 red tk16 and i think i think my brother peeled the sticker off it yeah he did. like oh a while after i got it so i still have that kendama but it doesn't have like the jk sticker on it anymore yeah it's kind of weird but why did he do that he wanted to throw it out actually or... you know what I, I have a funny story about that uh <laughs> as like a side tangent when we got those hundred uzoras that we sold to all of our friends my one buddy, Brad, I remember bought the Kendama, opened it up, and like the first thing he did was peel the sticker off. <laughs> and I was kind of like, why'd you peel the sticker off? And he was like, well, you know, usually when you get new stuff, you take off all of like the tags and <gasps> stickers and protective oh, okay. whatever. And now I just got the Kendama, you know? <laughs> and it kind of made sense in that way, but I still thought yeah. it was like funny because the rest of us were like, this, this is my Uzora. Like, look at that yellow seal. You know? Right, 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 right. Yeah. That's what shows it's the Uzora. Made it official. This guy is just like, Kendama. He doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sorry. Okay, we got to keep on these questions. Not too many side tangents. All right, all right. Uh, I want to hear about first Kusa meetings with other pros when you met Colin, Turner, oh. Yord, Jero. Yeah, okay. So, the before I was... I joined the team. Uh, Kristen and I did a road trip from Edmonton. We drove down, and the first Kendama players we ever met outside of Edmonton, like our friends, were the Wenatchee guys. Like, drove okay. down to Wenatchee, met WKT homies, uh, stayed with them for a day or two. It was awesome. And how did on. How, quickly? So, so that how, was like, how did you so talk met, with? How did you meet those guys? Just through the internet? Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay. Uh, we just talked to them a little bit on like YouTube or Facebook. I don't know. Okay, and then okay. Just, in a Taco Bell parking lot. Yeah, literally went to the Taco <laughs> Bell parking lot. And we're like rolling in, and they were kind of standing outside uh, maybe Ballard's car, just kind of jamming Dama. And I rolled down the window and just yelled at them like, Dama's for nerds! <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> yes, hell yeah, it is! So we got the Dama nerd shout out back then. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we just like chilled with them for the day, jammed out, filmed stuff for the first like mm -hmm. WKT, like full video. Yeah. Um... And then we were going to go find a campsite and they just hit us up and we're like, yo, do you just want to stay at like the winter's place tonight? Mm -hmm. And that was pretty much it. Kind we were like homies for life since then. Like yeah. I, winter's was just staying with us for Van Jam, like at our place. So oh, okay. Okay. Nice. We still see those guys regularly. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, so that was like meeting Keith. And then we did this whole road trip down to like Portland, went surfing down the coast and eventually ended up in San Francisco. 
and it just kind of worked out we could time it that we got there for a ken garden battle okay and so at the ken garden battle i met like weens dave mateo and tj were all there and so like those four i guess or four yeah four were like the original like tribute team right and so i met those four before the pro contest or anything the pro contest happened that fall and then the next spring going to battle in seattle was the first time i met the pro team and so okay. it's funny because I met like the entire tribute team before any of it. Yeah. But I hadn't, I'd talked to Jero on the phone, um, like a couple times before that, but otherwise I'd never met Colin, never met Turner, never met Yord. So I drove down to battle in Seattle. They were on roots tour. So they were like driving up, but we got to like Gus's place first, Gus Karsten's where everyone was hanging out. Yeah. Um, it was like Kristen, Ben, like my buddy that I started Tara with and I drove. And so we beat them there and we're chilling. And I was like, definitely kind of nervous being like yo i'm about to meet like the owner of kandami usa i've talked yeah. to a bit before but you know like i'm the new guy on the team like turner thorne was like epic like he was like the next newest pro and like his videos were crazy like he's yeah. playing so fast so gnarly sander was like sander i mean it's like i never <laughs> thought like i remember once when i was like first starting out writing a youtube comment to sander <laughs> yeah he replied and just like nerding out being like oh like you know, Major like, that's day. cool. Like, yeah. Colin Sanders, like a dude, and he just sent me a message back. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Oh my Colin God. Colin Sanders, a human being. Yeah. yeah. So I was just like kind of nerding out. And like, Yord too, although, like, sorry, Yord. I love you, Yord. You know it. But I did not like follow Yord stuff nearly as much, like, until really I met him and like went and watched a bunch of his videos after. Yeah. But somehow, yeah. like, the Yord videos were just not on my radar, like, online. It's kind of hmm. weird. Um, but it, I mean, yeah. so anyway, so algorithm meeting the group of them, it was, it was cool, man. It was like very, like, like I said, like nervous, but uh, like, I don't know, like welcoming. I, maybe honestly that, that whole party was like a nonstop, like some other big condominium name for the time, like walking in, like Christian Frazier was mm -hmm. there. Like Willie P was there. Willie P yeah. was like 14 years old, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like already traveling across the country and just killing it, like shredding Dama and all this. Mm -hmm. Like, so yeah, it was cool. And like, I'm sure you've had it where you have these moments where you meet somebody that you've like talked to online a whole bunch. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, okay, it's nice to meet you, but you know, like we kind of know each other a little yeah, bit already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like now we're just here in the same room. Right. Um, so a little, a little bit of that, a little bit of nerves, like it was cool. Right nice so so overall it was, it was it was of course good so this was after you became this was before you became pro for that, kusa that would have been after after it was when you met everyone yeah, yeah after is when i like actually met them all um, all so I right guess all I right talk to colin on the phone a little bit once too but yeah oh all right all right nice nice let's keep on going with these questions um how do you deal with burnout, whether it's from playing Kendama or making them? Oh, that's a good question. If someone comes up with the perfect method, you got to let me know. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, I find usually like that sort of inspiration just comes in waves. Like there's days where I'm just really down to film some trick or just seshdama a bunch or get in the shop, make something like... Mm -hmm. just have some idea to put something together and I'm really hyped on it. Um, and I, I think mostly like more than like dealing with the burnout, it's just kind of like managing your like ebb and flow of that. Yeah. It's like, okay, like I really don't feel like just getting dusty today and working in the workshop. Like 
you know, I can sit on my computer and just deal with all like back end stuff. I got to do email production, whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's a little bit of just, you know, kind of listening to yourself. You gotta, you gotta do the things you gotta do sometimes, but I guess that's kind of the answer. Nice. So you just wait for it. If anybody has something better, let me know. (laughs) (laughs) I think everybody wishes they could just like go a thousand percent all the time, but yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not really the human condition. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. It was like, yeah, definitely with burnout. It's like, it's something that depending on how the creative works, if it's stuff that's just flowing from them or if they hit a wall, then it's like, how do you just step out of it for me? Like, yeah, I don't know. I'll just go out. Like, watch like some some music or listen to some music. Like, watch videos or something. Step away from whatever I'm doing for a bit. Come back to it. I think yeah, a lot totally. of people who are uh, maybe like you guys understand as musicians. Mm-hmm. I remember when I used to make more music. I would put it down and be like, "All right, I feel like it's good, but I'm gonna I'm like make it a point to come back in a month mm-hmm. and think critically. What can I do to fix this?" Yeah, because mm-hmm. you always have a different mindset. I was gonna say, I mean, you should you should ask Kristen too. Like, she does a lot of our design work and just yeah. Like, there you go. Maybe that's something that it's, people don't that's know. Something yeah, it's easy to get burnt out on. Oh yeah, it's challenging because you can stare at the same thing for six hours and you're not even sure what you're staring at anymore. Yeah, and whether it's good or not good, and something that you thought was good half an hour ago now it looks horrible, and you want to start all over again. Right. Right. So, <laughs> I've been there before and a lot of the time it's just, yeah, getting yourself out of that situation. For Alex and I, it's, it's biking a lot. We both bike a ton. So just like physically leaving the desk or the workshop or, you know, wherever he's filming just to like go for a bike ride for an yeah. hour or something or even just walk down the street and come back to it with fresh eyes the next day or later that day. Yeah. Really, really helps. Like, yeah. So yeah, just getting a little bit of time away and not putting like, not putting pressure on yourself to perform right in that moment, yeah, right. I think helps a lot with burnout. Right. Or uh, another thing I like to add is like for 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 me, I always continue with stuff. It's like you just finish it and move on. Where I yeah. think too much, I'm like, is how can I make this perfect? Like nothing's gonna be perfect. If you're yeah. designing something, it's like do it and stop messing with it until the end of time because it, it, oh, yeah. it's in your brain yourself it's never going to be perfect and finished so that's that's like the number one joke in art school is yeah that, like nothing is ever finished yeah. it's only finished when you say it's finished and move on it's like that exactly like, like perfect is the enemy of good yeah it is right it's, yeah and that ties perfectly to this next question mm-hmm. oh this is coming from uh uh jake's brother eric weens how perfect <laughs> Does a kendama need to be? When can a kendama be imperfect? Ooh, that's a Ooh. good question. You know what? I, I like that. And uh, yeah, shout out Weens. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen you in a while. I know, I know, Eric. Over the years, we've got to hang out a few times. So yeah, it's always good. Um, oh, that's a really good question because you know, for a long time, like the the first like half or more of the time I played kendama, like the JKA shape was a kendama. Right. And so honestly, like, even if you like the LBB was a great example of like our kind of scaled up size that we love to play. But at the time, everyone was like, I don't like a jumbo. Yeah, I don't play a jumbo. And to us, it was like, it's not really a jumbo. It's like this middle size. Yeah. But 
you know, it was just blasphemous. Like it was kind of like, and that's, that's not exactly what Eric's talking about this question, I think, but just more generally, I think now like people are way more open to the idea of, you know, the Kandama shape and form is a little bit more fluid. Like the cups can change sizes. The dimensions can alter a little bit. The slip stall can go up and down and change shape and profile. Um, So like ultimately I think there's a few core things that make a kandama like you got a big cup a little cup a bottom cup a spike a ball with a hole in it like something yeah. probably ties them together even without the string you know it's probably still a kandama um so i think there's a lot more room just like with the morphology of the thing to kind of experiment um and then like within each piece too i mean you can get pieces where you know like with, with eric with rwb they made the um oh what do they call them uh, it was a bunch of the ones that had like crazy knots and defects. The uh, uh, the reserve, the reserve, special that's reserve. What it was. Yeah, yeah, like the RWB special reserve. And so they, those were so sick. When you're working with wood, you're going to get pieces of wood that look great, but on the inside, there's like some weird knot or something. That's just yeah. eventually you come across that. So you make a bunch of kandamas, you get a bunch that have really crazy stuff going on, and that's something I thought they did very well because you know they they still found the beauty in the piece and even though it's maybe not something you want to jam super hard it still is you know it's not firewood like it's a very nice thing like yeah, it's yeah, still yeah. well made it's maybe oh, more yeah. brittle or whatever and mm-hmm. um i mean I, I have a ken in a shop right now that's it, it is a piece of a true rosewood <laughs> um <laughs> uh but it's it's got like a crazy like bug holes through it and they mm-hmm. go like all up into the sourdough and like out the cup and like it's probably good, but it's also like I wouldn't really jam this thing the hardest you could because half of little cup might just be a little bit weaker and like fall off. Yeah, yeah. But you know, is that imperfect or is that just the you know the reality of the object? The, mm-hmm. Not not every it's wood. Like not every piece is exactly the same, exactly perfect. And so right, right. Mm-hmm. You know, every I think I think it, that's a very personal thing that every person's going to be able to look at a kandama and be like, that one's got a big ugly knot in it. Like, yeah, I don't want that. Someone else might be like, that's a beautiful thing I'm going to put onto my shelf. Right, right, right. I yeah. Say, I think the Japanese also have a really beautiful um, approach to imperfections. Like, I can't remember the name of the concept, but the ceramics that they make that, you you know, if uh, a bowl breaks that they just glue it together with gold and it creates this whole new... Um, art piece kind of and and making art out of imperfections hmm. i've always really appreciated that in design and, and things so i think uh that's at least how i view um just imperfections as like opportunities to create like idiosyncrasies in art yeah yeah so, well, there you yeah. go all right all right well, we got a few more let's keep it rolling Questions. good answers of mm-hmm. course um let's see let's see were the, was there a business decision that you've made, good or bad, that you were glad it went through? <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I hope so. I hope I've been glad about at least one business decision. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's there, there's been lots. I mean, I guess just the entire thing. Uh, it's more than once seemed pretty crazy to kind of keep running with like a kendama company in the way we have yeah. as you, you know as like as like a business as a self-employed person it's you, you kind of make that choice every day to keep doing it in a way right um 
but no, it's, it's, I mean, so very broadly, like, yeah, it's, it's been great. Like I enjoy doing it. I think we both do like Kristen does mm-hmm. it as well. Um, she's full-time on Terra. Um, and you know, there's reasons I hate it, but there's a lot more reasons I love it mm-hmm. overall. So yeah, I don't know. That's maybe like one specific kind of like answer to, um, I know it's a specific business decision we've made. That's great. Uh, oh, it's hard. That's really hard to be put on the spot like that. I don't know. Uh, I guess, okay. How about, this is something that's like overdue, but, um, we've been working on like mid-size pills. Uh, this is something that I feel like is a little bit overdue, but we have been working on it. We've got like samples done, uh, going through prototyping to kind of get the shape dialed in. Uh, so that's something that I guess, you know, we're, we've made the decision to do it. We're on route and hoping that we can have like some products ready and the not too distant future, like probably mm-hmm. a few months, but yeah. So if you're out there and you play pill stuff, get hyped because, uh, we have some really fun mid-sized pills coming They kind of mm-hmm. split the difference. Well, like mm. do all the stall tricks really well, like a jumbo does, but they're not as heavy. So you can just do a lot more with it. It's a lot more playable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty fun. I've been playing mine a bunch. I enjoy it. Yeah. Nice sticky nice. paint on it. Not that glossy stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Full playability. That's kind of the goal. Yeah. All right. All right, dudes. Well, uh, we're nerds. We're at an hour and 40 something minutes right now. We've been rolling yeah, in hard. hard. There's a few more questions. A lot of these are I'm going to just jumble <laughs> together. Uh, there are a lot of like product questions. So you can just spit out yes or no yeah. type stuff. Um, are they going to have are you going to have more pro mod soon? Yeah. I mean, we we have a bunch. OK, <laughs> right, we're sold out of rods, but like we're We'll have more yeah, coming, yeah. like some different versions, some good stuff. If you mm-hmm. see something you like, get it before it's gone. There we go. Do you have any plans for more collabs with any other uh, Dama companies? Terra slash GT maybe? Question marks. <laughs> oh, uh, I mean, there's always talks. We've we've got a little thing that's been, I don't even know, kind of simmering with GT for a while. <laughs> it's kind of in their Ooh. ballpark now, so I'm not going to say too much. All right. But, uh, N- Doors yeah, are we, open. We we love those dudes, so we're always trying to find ways to work together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Are there going to be any pro mods for the pills? Ooh, uh, that's a good question. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, like, absolutely. I mean, we're always on the look for people who are like, just really in like an authentic way, like pushing and progressing and killing it with the pill. Um, and and Kendama, of course. So, yeah, we definitely, we notice the people out there who are killing it. And I know there's some right now and, you know, you know. Keep on going. <laughs> Keep on shredding. <laughs> Just wait for the future. All right. Uh, are there any, uh, oh, here we go. Terra Pill 2.0 or any other t- uh, Kendama adjacent Terra products in mind? Yeah, there you go. Uh, mid-sized pills coming. Uh, probably some more Big Larry stuff in the not too distant future. I like Big Larry. I like to play it and it's fun to make them. So okay. a little bit of that. Um, All right. But definitely the midsize pill is like going to be one of the more exciting ones, I think. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Would you turn a large size Dama like the Kaiju size and sell it on Terra? I'm greatly interested in a large Dama. <laughs> uh, I mean, sure. I can make one pretty big on our lathe. Um, it's 
going to cost if you a pretty you, penny. If you want it, yeah, if you want it, it will be quite expensive because <laughs> right? to make a kandama that big, like I not only have to find a giant piece of wood and make a kandama that big. Oh man, especially for I'm the tama. Have to make, yeah, right? Like the tama's no. the whole thing. That's a huge <laughs> piece. Um, but even more so, like I have to build the tools that will let me make the kandama because yeah. a bunch of my tools are made to make kind of normal dama sizes and really big ones. I need like a bigger version. So yeah. Yeah. So someone's down. I mean, we could do it. I'm I've made like a jumbo before, but it was not kaiju size, but I'd be down to do even bigger. So, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people don't even know, like back in the day when, um, Chrom released their double, triple XLs, like those were fucking expensive. I don't think a lot of people know yeah. how expensive they get. Well, the triple is yeah. almost like I mean, 200 bucks or something. Yeah. I, more I, than that. Like we have a yeah. couple triple XLs. Uh, one is from Chrom. And one is from Kusa, actually. It was like one of their booth damas at a trade yeah. show. And as far as I understand, like the production cost on those is like hundreds of dollars. Right. So that's right. kind of that's that's why like no one I think as a brand has ever really sold them is because they're just really really expensive. Like right, right. Y- mm-hmm. You got to make like a, you know a little batch of them. Like you can't just make a few. And if you got to sell them for like three or four hundred dollars, like you know, there's probably some people who will buy them. But right, I need one. <laughs> we, we need some new ones ours are yeah. so oh, destroyed because so they're yeah. heavy right so they, yeah. they break a lot faster they always the split crap yeah themselves. yeah like, that one is fucking destroyed oh yeah, yeah it's missing half the big cup it's missing half of every cup <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so yeah so really big damas lots of fun but a very large investment to like actually get them made and jam right for sure. and then to see them just break after a while if you're splant yeah. if you're really slamming I mean, them that's, that's Dom. Dom. Destroy all Thomas, man. That's right. part of the game. But you're right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the last question, what does he know? What does Alex know about new toy in town? Oh. oh. Yeah, I know about new toy in town. <laughs> MJ, you don't who, know who new asked toy that? Who asked that? That was Berndine Minhel. Me? Michne. Berndine Michne. Oh, I don't know that name. All wow. right, Bernie, good question. Uh, Hell yeah. So yeah. new toy in town. Like So way back in the day, probably like same era that Ben and I were ordering those yellow Zoras like as hard as we could. There was this new brand popped up online that Wase, being the awesome dude he is, was helping run. Um, and so they're out of Romania and it was called New Toy in Town. And so Wase, like I think actually hand turned Adama as an example for like some you know, local production place to make a little batch of damas. And they made maybe 200 or maybe 400, I think. It's like, you know, not like a small amount, but not a very big amount either. Uh, but it's like Romania is like a pretty closed economy, like financial system, as far as I can understand it. And so they only sold within Romania. Like I think for them to export okay. was kind of difficult. Um, so we're over in Edmonton, like, just spamming Wase, like, I want one, like, how do I get it? Because at that point, there was only, like, 10 Kendama companies, maybe. Yeah. And so something new was, like, got to have it, right? You want to like, get your hands on collection. it, yeah. I need the new thing. we got to figure out what the best Dama is. we got to jam it. And there was just no luck, man. Like, they had a website with, like, all these sick photos. Like, it looked awesome. No chance in hell of getting it. And so finally, like, probably a couple years later, I did get one. And oh shit it was i did a trade with wase um like i made him this really sweet like hand turned terrapil and sent a couple other things and lo and behold he sent me he was like apologetic 
that he didn't have a new one to send me because the only one he had apparently was the first one he made that he oh. had turned himself and it has this Tama like painted with all these little bear faces. It's so cool. Like one of his artist friends did it up and like Ben and I were looking at the website and that bear face one was like the first photo and we're just like, that's the sickest Kendama. Like, <laughs> whoa. And I opened this box and there it is. <laughs> like, literally, like it tripped me out, man. Um, so Wase, thank you for that. That's honestly like to this day, one of my most prized damas in my collection because it's just such a cool piece of history, like obscure. Because uh, otherwise New Toy in Town, they did, I think like a couple hundred. Uh, that would have been 2011, 12, maybe. Maybe even a little bit before that. Hmm. Um, and then I, I think a few years later, they kind of rebooted it, but they did like a Chinese production instead of like the local manufacturer they had used. I remember talking to Wase and he was kind of like, ah, it's, yeah. you know, we're, we're getting Kandamas out to Romania, but it's not like as cool as it was before. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a new toy in town. Like, so if you have a new toy in town, that's like kind of like an obscure piece of Romanian Kandama history. I mean, especially yeah, considering mm-hmm. like Romania blew up with Kandama years later, yeah. right? Like, right, right, right. One of the biggest Kandama scenes ever was in Romania. Yeah. And so like, you know, to have this OG brand from like five, six years before that is, that's some deep Dama nerds kind of question. I love yeah. it. Good question. Great yeah. question. Hells yeah. <laughs> there you go, nerds. Oh man, I'm stretching over here because it's still the morning. I finished my coffee. Uh, nice. Yeah, Dama Nerds episode one nine, hanging out with uh, almost the full Terra squad over there in, in your yeah. Terra yeah. dungeon. <laughs> yeah, in my, in my little dungeon of a bedroom. <laughs> Perfect. Hell yeah! Right, Rod Dama's dungeon. Rod, uh, I think a lot of people, a lot of Rod fans, are maybe a little sad on this episode. You didn't do so much talking because it's like you already know what Alex and Chris are going to say. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah, right. You're Sorry, like, I don't guys. need to ask these questions. I, heard I was like in those answers. Yeah, I was just sitting here smoking weed, listening to the stories, <laughs> reminiscing. Back yeah. in Canada, I'm allowed to smoke while we're doing the podcast now. So, yeah, you know. it's completely legal, everyone. Hell's yes. Hell's I ain't yeah. in Japan anymore. <laughs> right. of dominant yeah. rod. That's right. Like, ah, get ready for the weird rod. <laughs> <laughs> That's why right. I can come. I can come fill some airspace. Oh, yeah. right. no, I, I appreciate you guys having mm-hmm. me out. This is cool. Yeah, this is great. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. Thanks for, for joining us again. If anyone uh, wants to check out uh, more Terra stuff, go on their website. Uh, you can go deep. Check yeah. out Kenjama Edmonton on YouTube. You can, <laughs> yeah. uh, you can search some Dama Talk, possibly the first Dama podcast, Kenjama themed podcast, started back in the wow, day by sure. Alex himself. Yeah. I think, I think maybe you the might, first. Might have been the first. Hey, Haley did it as well, but was, that was yeah, like, like Clack was they, after. What yeah, about after. what like about Kendama one? Joe? Oh, that wasn't really a podcast; it was videos. But oh, yeah, a little different. Yeah, yeah maybe. Uh, that's Dama Nerd's homework. Go find something older than Dama Talk. It's a podcast. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, again, everyone, thank you so much. You can uh, support uh, Ken Entertainment and the Dama Nerd's podcast. We got a Patreon page, Patreon backslash Ken Entertainment. There's a bunch of different tiers there. If uh, you know you're given some uh, different types of great things, you can get free T-shirts, you get free uh, Dama raffles that happen every month. Check it out yeah. if you're interested, uh, or if all you just want to help. Stuff. Yeah, all the good stuffs on there. Or if you just want to help out, you know, a simple share, a like, a comment 
definitely thank you to everyone who has reviewed the podcast on iTunes. That helps, you know, that shit move up to the the ranks. I think right now I just got an email from iTunes saying, like, you broke the top 600 episodes. I'm like, fuck yeah. (laughs) Or not episodes, podcasts. Sick. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's hell pretty, yeah. That's pretty good. That's that nerd love, is like getting up there. That's... Yeah, yeah. For so, number one, boys. <laughs> so come on, nerds. It. I like it. You're on the way. Yeah. So uh, iTunes, everyone, if you can leave a rating and review, that would help us out tremendously. But definitely, just share the love and the history hell, that yeah. we put out in this shit. Hell yeah, man! It's always good nerding out. Got an extra long nerd session today. You know, we're almost at two hours. This is the longest one yet so far, I think. We're oh, breaking man. records, episode 19. Yeah, Ooh. dude. Another back-to-back. Yeah. Uh, Another back-to-back-to-back-to-back. Uh, back yeah, right, Going episodes? at it again. So, yeah, stay <laughs> tuned for the next episode, you nerds. Yeah, nerds. On that note, the nerds are out. out. We're